Blog Talk Radio. Eastern Time. We are down to the final four in the NFL. That's it. it you know, it seems like just yesterday that I was sitting here saying, boy, the football season is going to be over. It was September, and I said, you know, before you know it, we're going to be in the playoffs. And the next thing you know, you know, most of our teams will be sitting home and they'll we'll be down to the final few and will your team be there and let's hope and, you know, and, and here we are. I, where has the time gone? It is, it, is the middle, it is the middle of January. If you're still hungover from New Year's Eve, <laughs> it's the middle of January. We're already halfway through the month of January, okay? And... We literally have three NFL football games left and the Pro Bowl. And some would debate whether you want to really call that an NFL football game or not. But we literally have three games to go, and then that's it. We're done. NFL is over. Goodbye. So long. And uh, we'll see you in September. But I got to tell you, if you had to say to me in the beginning of the season – Commissioner T, notwithstanding your loyalty to your Cowboys, who are the four teams that would be left at the end of the year? Um, I I think football purists would have at least – I think a lot of people may have gotten all four or at least gotten three out of four. I I don't know that you can ask for two better matchups. You know, you have the New England Patriots traveling to Denver – the old lion versus the old lion, Brady and Manning at it again. And then you come to the NFC and you've got defense versus defense. The 49ers who, who were the team to fear and the NFC now against the Seattle Seahawks, clearly now the team to fear in Seattle and the young lion versus the young lion. And, and, and I, and I kind of saw this early on, but it's been echoed. Uh, and echoed, and it'll be echoed for the next several days and and the next couple of weeks. Um, no matter how this Super Bowl ends, you're going to have the upstart, the young stud, the new guy, a couple years in the league coming in, going to the Super Bowl, 
to play the old wily veteran. Yeah, you know, and, and no matter how it ends, you're going to have that. I mean, I mean, really, if you take your own personal loyalties and you put them to the side, you cannot be happier than the two games that we're going to see on Sunday. You, you really can't. These are, this, is, this is what football is all about. This is why I host the Madden Voice, and in case I didn't introduce myself. Yeah, I, I, I'm getting a little excited. It's already, it's only Tuesday, and I'm, 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 I'm in, because it's football. I mean, it's what we do. It's what I do. But it's me, Commissioner T, the omniscient one, three out of four this weekend. Only team that let me down was the Saints, but we're going to talk about that game. I'm here hosting the Madden Voice tonight, 347-838-9525. Once again, 347-838-9525. Um, we are live on Twitter, and when I say live, I mean I've got it up right now, and we are live on Facebook right there. And how do you find us? Go to Twitter and just search for The Madden Voice. Go to Facebook and search for The Madden Voice. You'll find us in either place. If you don't want to call in, feel free to go on either one of those sites and post a, a message or, or, or you know, like the page or just hang out, you know, whatever it is you like to do. But as you guys know, I do not do this alone. I used to. I used to do this alone. It seems like forever ago, but there was a time where I would do this alone. It was just me, Commissioner T, sitting here, and um, I enjoyed it, but I, I, it doesn't compare to how much I enjoy having my two co-hosts join me. And uh, the first one, as I say, because, you know, it's the truth, he likes to hear it, and I don't know that either one of us will ever get tired of hearing the fact that this guy won the very first EAFL Super Bowl way back in another lifetime. He is the man with the philosophy. He has his Ph.D., and therefore, because he has his Ph.D., we call him Dr. Train. Dr. Train, welcome to the Madden Voice. What up, T? And you are right. I'll never get tired of hearing that. Well, well, you shouldn't. Well, you shouldn't, man. You know, I was going down Madden memory lane today. You know, I was I was just looking at some stuff and looking at some things on uh, Facebook and Twitter and in my computer, and I you know I had a nostalgic moment remembering those days, and uh, it lasted about four or five seconds, and then I went back to work promoting the show. Uh, <laughs> you know, it didn't last long. I went back to work promoting the show because this is what I do. Let me bring on the other co-host. This guy is annually one of the best Madden players, uh, and not only in the country, but frankly in the world. Uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, which, which uh, next gen. Uh, are they calling the, the PS4 and the Xbox One next gen, uh, a new gen, or well, whatever they're calling the new gaming systems? It'll be interesting to see which one he's going to pick up, if not both, because he rolls that way, and uh, how, he's gonna, how he's going to uh, uh, compete on the new gaming systems. But we do know what he's done in Madden, and if you don't believe me, all you got to do is go to iTunes or go to, go to uh, Google and just search for Madden Nation and you'll see K-Star right up in there whooping some butt because the guy can play this game better than most out there. goes by Ollie Quick on Twitter. And uh, one of the, one of the uh, biggest Pittsburgh Steelers fans around, K-Star, welcome to the Madden Voice. What's going on, fellas? Woo! How we doing tonight? What's up, K-Star? Amped. How much, man? Excited. Feeling good. How are you? Pretty good. Excited. Good. You know, it's, it's bittersweet because... You know, none of our teams are there, so we don't have our teams to sit back and support. But at the same time, um, honestly, you really, when you sit down and look at these two matchups that we have Sunday afternoon, um, 
you know, you, you really have to say, I, I think we got the four best teams in the NFL. I mean, I really think that I really think we did. I mean, I'm a huge uh, uh, Saints. Uh, I don't want to say fan because I, I really am a cowboy, but I really I really like the Saints and I really thought they had a chance to beat Seattle. But, um, you know, we might as well jump right into that game because that was the first game. Um, and I'll just make a couple of comments and then give you, give you guys some quick thoughts on the Saints and the Seahawks. And, you know, while the Saints fought valiantly and certainly showed they deserved to be there, um, I just walked away saying, you know what, Seattle was the better team. I, I mean, I mean, as simple as that. And, and when I say team, I mean in all phases of the game. I don't necessarily think their offense was better than the Saints' offense. And I definitely know that Russell Wilson can't. He he he's not Drew Brees. Uh, nine for eight, hundred and three yards. But that doggone defense. When you have a defense like that. And what they were able to do for a lot of that game to to New Orleans, I mean, you, you don't need a Drew Brees, um, you know, at quarterback on that side of the ball when when that defense is is able to do what they did. But but train any quick comments, you know, and I know by now people have probably uh, read and seen everything about that game. But any quick comments on the Saints Seahawks uh, game? The Seahawks just remind me what it means for you to be, uh, in the totality of the sense, a football team uh, and all phases feeding off of one another. You know, you you you, you got to be balanced, and they are a very physical team, and they showed it against the Saints. I mean, they were hitting. I'm just marveling at how physical their defense was and how, opportuni- how, how opportunistic their offense was. I mean, their offense was physical. What am I saying? Their offense was physical. I mean, they kept pounding it. So they just they they make me appreciate football. <laughs> good 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 thoughts. I agree. Uh, K Star, any quick thoughts on the Saints Seahawks? I just don't think the the Saints are. Um, I'm sorry, I don't think the Seahawks are a good matchup for the Saints. I just feel like on both sides of the ball, Seattle present challenges to the Saints, and they kind of exploited it. The Saints have a very good game plan going to the game, and that was the only chance. And that was to run the ball um, to try to you know, ease that pass rush and kind of control the game, but which they actually did well, but they made some early mistakes. So if you run that kind of offense where you only run heavy, real conservative, uh, you can't, you know, have those missed field goals or missed opportunities in the red zone. And Seattle was, just, like you guys said, a complete football team. And um, uh, once the Saints made a mistake, they capitalized and got up big, and that was enough that, uh, to hold them off with Marshawn Lynch and, and uh, a defense. Um, Seattle is a balanced team from – from the kicker to the to the quarterback, they're a complete roster. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. Um, I, I I will say that, um, you know, the one thing, the, the positive that I got from Seattle, um, and, and, you know, just as kind of a general statement about football and the, the teams that I saw this weekend, um, not just Seattle, but I, I got to say across the board, I saw some physical football. Um, it was great. Oh, it, it, well, it, well if, if that is what you like, and I don't mind it, I, I'm not necessarily saying I like it or don't like it, it's football, but it, it, was, it was what was out there this weekend, and you know, I even tweeted, because I, I tweeted through most of the games, I um, didn't get to tweet during the, the, the Patriots um, Colts game, but that turned out to be the most lopsided of, of the of the bunch. So, um, but I was tweeting during most of the games, and I even had to tweet 
Um, and, not, and, and, and then I saw a lot of people making these same statements about their teams, but in reference to the Cowboys, but I think a lot of people could walk away and say, you know, if you aren't prepared to create a defense that is physical like what we're seeing, you don't have problems. I, I mean, mm-hmm. he's got these boys, and it wasn't just Seattle. New Orleans was out there hitting Bush. You know, funny, he's wearing number 25 like Reggie used to wear. Um, but anyway, um, dude was out there knocking people out of the game. I mean, these boys are hitting. You know, and I'm gonna, Trent, I want to ask you this question. I, I wanted to ask, um, I meant to tweet Darren Woodson to see if I can get him to uh, answer me. Um, I've been actually <laughs> getting some of these popular people actually respond once in a blue. Not often, but once in a while I'll get a response on Twitter. But I'm going to ask you, Train, because I, I, I consider you, you know, my defensive guru here. Um, and the reason I was going to ask Darren Woodson is in Cowboy history, this is, that's one of the guys that used to bring the wood, okay? When you look at Cowboy history, Darren Woodson's one of the guys that always brought the wood, all right? So I was going to ask him. But, Train, do you think defenses like this, is this, can, can a coach go in? you know, and create a defense that's that physical? Or is this really the bottom line is it's based on the individual players? Or is it a little bit of both? I think you have to go with a little bit of a little bit of both. You you have to have players that's I mean, quiet is kept is not afraid to be physical on defense. You know, uh, I take I take for example, uh one of the most overrated corners in the league, Nangelo Hall. And the Hall ain't tackling nobody. One of the greatest corners in the league, Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders wasn't low in his shoulder pads. He was trying to have a long career, and he had a great career. But not every player is is willing to be that physical. But you also got to have a coach uh, that coaches that, that coaches being physical. Lovey Smith came in and, and did it with Chicago. I mean, Chicago has always been known by defense, but from what he did, when he came in versus what it was before he came in, it was it was different, and, and we were we were definitely a more physical team when he when he came in. So it's it's part coaching and definitely it's, it's the players willing to be physical. Yeah, I, yeah, and I and I got to tell you, I think it, there's a lesson to be learned that this is where the NFL is going, and if you want to compete, um, because the the four teams that are competing all came, all brought the wood this weekend. Denver played. You know, we're going to talk about them in a few minutes, and I see my buddy saying online, so I'm glad he's there. Cause, yeah. um, um, you know, but but the, the teams this weekend, the Patriots defense, they were hitting. They were physical, you know, and not dirty, but just physical, you know, and, and it's, it's a lesson to the NFL and to the other 28 teams out there that if you want to compete, um, you're going to you're gonna have to figure out a way to come and be more physical. This finesse stuff ain't working no more. <laughs> you know, the, the, it, you know, quickness is great, and that's you know, speed and agility and all that. But you gotta be able to hit. You gotta be able, to, you know, really. Um, it, there was a play, uh, Seattle, and Golden Tate was going over the middle, and he just he didn't even make a move for that ball. And and Bush, Bobby Raphael, Bush and and Bush was bearing down on him, and Golden Tate just didn't even really make. I mean, the the ball was behind him a bit. But he didn't even really make a move for the ball. And I went on Twitter and I put he heard footsteps. And as I was putting like eight other people, um, yeah, he heard footsteps. That's what's going on today in the NFL. That's what's happening right now. And if you don't have anybody that's going to do that, 
I mean, we're going to see these teams back next year. I mean, you know, it, it really it really has become not that offense ain't important, but you you're going to have to you're going to have to bring the wood. Um you got to have real quick. I just want to put a note on that like earlier the question was posed, you know, um is it the players or the coaches? It's definitely in both, like Train said, but yet the players to buy into that program. Think about it. Bill Belichick, he has no problem selling his uh his program each and every year. Uh, you have Pete Carroll, ever since he's come to Seattle, that team's been nothing but energetic, matching his coach's energy. You see Jim Harbaugh in his antics. That whole team follows his lead. And then even in Denver, you have Jack, Jack Del Rio, the defensive coordinator, and John Fox, and you saw us, you know, that defensive for three quarters at home against San Diego. So totally agree there. But it's just wonderful to see the cream of the crop rise in the NFL. Unfortunately, it's not any of our three teams, but it's still a pleasure to see. Yeah, yeah. Nah, it, it really made the weekend games fun to watch. K-Star, uh, thoughts on Jimmy Graham? Uh, he, he, he pretty much was a no-show. Um, now, you know, this is starting to become a little bit of a trend in big games now. We all know that, you know, he's, he's uh, talented. We all know that physically he's talented um, and is considered maybe next to Gronkowski, um, arguably the best tight end in the game. But we're starting to see a trend here. Um, and, and now the, word, the words going out were um, he's soft. You know, as, as, you know, they're saying he's soft and they're saying you get too, you get physical with him yeah you could you could take him out um you know is graham i mean is this is this the sign of things to come is he overrated i mean think about it the two biggest games this year in which he absolutely underwhelmed and did nothing were against the patriots of the key to lead one of the aforementioned physical teams in the nfl in the final four and the seahawks twice uh and we already know you know where they are i don't think jimmy graham is Jimmy Graham is still him and Rob Gronkowski are the best tight ends in football. However, he's a young player, but the guy to this point, at this point in his career, is soft. He's absolutely going to. It's not a sign of things to come because there's not many teams that play that kind of brand of football or having a key to leave or Richard Sherman to match up with him. But he's a guy right now who honestly just picks on just mediocre to non-physical defenses. And he does a great job of it, but when he plays the real stiff competition, you know, the lead of the lead, he's challenged. And he has, and he actually had a lot to say before the game. I don't know if you guys caught that with uh, Bruce Irvin. Oh, yeah, but, I was getting there. Yeah, 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 he was yapping. And he couldn't deliver. And it's like, at this point, dude, you need to. You are as big as you are, but, hey, he's lanky, he's lanky man, and it's showing because he's getting out physical. Um, mm. Train, thoughts on uh, Jimmy Graham? I, I had to agree with K-Star in the sense that uh, the competition that he faces on a norm is not what you would see on the playoff. Now, I think that may get fixed a little bit come next season because Lovey Smith is down there in Tampa, and he know and, and he, <laughs> he knows Jimmy Graham is a big weapon there in, uh, in New Orleans, so maybe he will see uh, something a little different. But just leading up to, to the season, the competition that he faced, I mean, he's been demolishing uh, people that – didn't know how to defend him or were afraid to be physical with him. He hasn't had to be he hasn't had to be physical to get off the ball to make his catches. Jimmy Graham catches the ball sometimes wide open or just leaping over someone. When someone's on you every step of the way, it makes a difference. You know what I'm saying? You got now you gotta learn how to use your body. You gotta learn how to box people out and, and get in position to 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 have the ball be thrown to you. Uh because no matter how big and physical those other defenders are, this this is a big kid. It shouldn't be any reason why you shouldn't be able to get in position 
to make some key catches for the game. And, you know, I'm going to count it as also the playoff experience itself. And I think uh, I think for him giving him the benefit of the doubt, I think he may, he'll, he'll pretty much learn from this experience. And maybe next season he'll be a lot more physical because the regular season is definitely different from the playoffs. Mm. He's a bulk up, too. Hmm. All right, let me uh, let me bring on. Uh, hasn't been with us in a couple weeks. Welcome back. Uh, everybody knows him as JB because that's what I call him. This is my my illustrious brother, the man who has brought an, another level of flair to the Madden voice. Ho- uh, 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 co-hosting from Atlanta, Georgia, or the greater Atlanta area. Uh, JB, welcome to the Madden voice. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Uh, fellas. What's happening? What's going on, man? Hey, man, just enjoying the football like everybody else. Indeed. Excellent, 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 excellent. And uh, let me bring on this other guy because he's already hit the button wanting to come on the line. So uh, let's bring <laughs> on let's bring on our friend who uh, friended me on uh, on uh, uh, Twitter, so now I know what he looked like. Uh, let's bring Saint on to the Madden voice. Ah, <laughs> my main man. <laughs> Can y'all hear me? Am I on? Yes, you he are. is oh. coming to eat his crap. That man. Hey, hold on. Hey, Jay, is that you with the TV or something in the background? Oh, you can hear that? Uh, yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> can y'all hear me? Am I on? Saint on? Yes, you are on, Saint. Man, you're listen, on, Saint. I, I'm on automatic. Get you on. Know, I didn't even hit the button. I didn't. I wasn't ready to talk yet. I'm about to get my words together for this beatdown I'm going to take. Well, you know, we, we I can put you back on mute because we're not quite ready to talk about the Broncos just yet. So I'll come back and grab you when we get to the Broncos because I do want to hear. Um, I, I'm curious what, what you have to say because I, 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 do, I do believe that, um, yeah, we're going to have a nice little conversation. So just go ahead. Okay, you know, so soon, soon, soon as y'all talk about them, put me back on. I'll be here. All right, we'll be back hmm. to you. Right. I will give him, awesome. I, I will give him, I will give him credit. He's here to take his whooping like a man. I will give him credit. Um, <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> the only other thing I want to talk about, um, we'll talk about Russell Wilson's uh, mediocre performance, because I do think it was mediocre. But let's hold that to when we talk about him against the 49ers. Um, but the only other thing I want to talk about is, it, to me, this is just ridiculous. I don't really care what – and I, I love – Sean Payton, Drew Brees, and I, I'm telling you, if I wasn't a Cowboy fan, I would be a Saints fan. But listen, does anybody believe that Colston didn't just screw up? I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't want to hear we had a lateral and it was, it was a design play. You threw the ball, he caught it, where he, all he had to do was catch and go out of bounds, and you had time for one more play at the 37-yard line. Colston 6'4", 6'5". Graham is 6'7". I know he had a crappy game, but we're only talking one catch. I know it's against Seattle, but really, he actually <laughs> thought that that was the smarter play than stepping out of bounds and going for one shot. Did he not? Did, wasn't it not a year ago that 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 the very same Seattle team with Golden Tate did a hail mary against the Packers and won? Wasn't that just last season, a year ago, 2012 season? I mean, it does happen. Hell, hell, Mary's happen. So I, I, I mean, yeah, just, I, I, Train, tell me, am I crazy? Because to me, when I saw that, the first thing I said, "What is he doing?" Well, I what, think that's the first thing you said. I, I think, I think Marquise Cozen had an out of body experience, 
and got caught <laughs> and got caught in the moment of the play call was catch it and throw the lateral, and he couldn't discern from that quick flip second that oh, I'm on the sideline. Let me step out of bounds. I just think the dude had an out of body experience. Yeah, that's my story. I'm sticking to it, man, because that was bad. That was bonehead. And, I, and, I, and, and to me, I don't even, I don't, you know, I, I've always talked about Sean Payton's great coaching. And if anyone, if anyone instructed him to do that, whether it was Payton, whether it was Drew Brees, whether he just did it on his own, needs their head examined. Because the play then at that point, the play is step out and, you know, leave a second or two on the clock for one last eve to the end zone. That's the only play at that point. And anything short of that, to to me, is ridiculous. This is not. This is playoff football. You go with the highest percentage. This lateral crap, all that garbage against a Seattle team with that defense. Come on. I mean, that, you know. Let's be honest. It, 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 the outcome of the game was probably going to stay the same anyway. So I know it's a moot point, but I just think it's ridiculous how these guys are coming on now and trying to say that that was a designed play. I know there are those plays that were designed, but it's stupid. It's dumb. You step out of bounds at the 37, and you give your Hall of Fame quarterback, you know, and, and your tight end and, and your receivers one shot, you know, to, to, to make a play. Maybe you get a defensive penalty, right? Isn't that the whole point? Get a defensive pass appearance, and now you got one play at the one-yard line? I mean, to me, you play the percentages. I don't know. All right, we ain't got to spend any time. It was, just, it was just dumb. It was just dumb. I just want to touch on it. Um, it was baffling. I just yeah, it was just real bad. The Twitter it exploded. Bad. Clearly, it was just bad. It, it was just bad. Yeah, 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 it was just bad. Um, let, let me let me let me let me let me go let me go over to uh, K Star on this one. You know, um, you know, I, I um, gonna talk about the Colts and the Patriots briefly because there's really not a lot to talk about. But um, Andrew Luck did not look good. <laughs> um, Andrew Luck has seven interceptions in the playoffs. And, I, and, and I'm not, you know, I, I'm, I'm always wanting to say put away the anointing oils. And I have given Andrew Luck a lot of credit. I, 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 I have given him credit. And I do think that long term, he, he, you know, I was actually asked this. Uh, someone asked me this on Twitter, asked me um, um, something to the effect of, did I really think that, uh, and do I really think, well, something, the question was, is Andrew Luck as good as Peyton Manning or something along that line? Why are people saying that, blah, 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 blah. And I, and I defended Andrew Luck to say, you know, at this point in Peyton Manning's career, yes, he's as good as Peyton Manning was at this point in his career, absolutely, and Tom Brady, absolutely. Um, but that said, <laughs> these guys got 15 years and he's got two. Um, you know, is is this something that you think next year? The question for you, K Star, will we see a new and improved? Will we see uh, uh, Luck learn from this and and step up to another level next year? That's the question on the table. Absolutely. I mean, you already saw from year one to year two, his rookie year to his sophomore season. Uh, last year they won a 5-1 playoff game, and he had about 23 interceptions on the year. This year he had nine. He had a QBR of uh, 87.0. I'm sorry, a quarterback rating of 87.0. And the guy won a playoff game. And, yes, he had seven interceptions between two games. But let's look back at that Kansas City game. Um fact of the matter is that's the second highest uh, comeback in a playoff NFL playoff history. So, yes, he showed you some bad. He showed you some flashes of greatness, but Andrew Luck's going to be better next year because 
let's be honest, the Colts don't have much offensive personnel surrounding him right now. After Reggie Wayne went down, it was tough. They were struggling to find ways to get the ball to the playmakers because Reggie Wayne was the guy that moved the chains. And they did a pretty good job with that. T.Y. Hilton emerged, but at the end of the day, they didn't have enough. They had receivers of course, Waylon, uh, LeVon Brazil, uh, Drake Rogers, you know, and the running game between Donald Brown and Trent Richardson has been very average all season. Uh, and Trent Richardson. Uh, Donald, Donald, Donald Brown was pretty good. Donald Brown averaged about seven yards a okay. carry. Yeah, no, Donald Brown. Uh, he's been okay, Trent but Richardson let's be let's be. Trent Richardson didn't but, do much, but Donald Brown balled. No. He just they just they just tried to split carries too much, and then the last couple of games they said, okay, you know, let's go yeah. with Brown. Um, but but I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. Right, um, right, right. Just most of the season, most of the I mean, this this year particularly, like it's been on Lux's shoulders, and you know, he came through with the uh, AC South title, and that's an improvement from last year as well, by the way. Uh, in a playoff win. I mean, yes, he threw four picks against the Patriots, but, I mean, again, he's pretty undermatched going at New England and having a really bad game. Uh, we've seen Peyton do that also as well. And to this point, between, yeah, you're right, the first two years between Peyton and, and Luck's career, Luck so far has been better between uh, his first two seasons compared to Peyton's first two seasons. I mean, Luck won the playoff game that Peyton lost at home against Tennessee when they were the favorites. So uh, I'm not saying he's going to be Peyton, but he definitely has a lot to improve and I think will because his talent, it's pretty high. That ceiling is very high. Yeah, Reggie Wayne coming back, or, and Reggie Wayne has already said he has every intention of coming back next year. So I, I think that'll be huge. You know, with T.Y. Okay. Hilton emerging, Reggie Wayne, um, you know, he's already got great chemistry with Fleener. And I, I agree. I think that, um, you know, this, this this guy is going to become the class of that draft while RG3 goes down, luck goes up. But we'll talk RG3 a little bit later. Uh, JB. Yes, sir. 49ers and the Panthers. And again, you know, it's already Tuesday night. I'm sure most people that are listening to the Madden Voice, 347-838-9525, or you can catch us on Facebook or Twitter, the Madden Voice, have have caught all the recaps. And I don't want to spend a lot of time recapping because they probably already caught the recaps. But storylines out of the game, uh, one of them was uh, Colin Kaepernick runs in, to the end zone he does kind of the mock superman dance um and then kisses his bicep and does his dance so he does kind of he does a superman but then he closes it back up and then he kisses his um he kisses his his bicep which is his move and there were some people that thought it was an unacceptable disrespectful you know go ahead and do your dance but you know what you're gonna go in there and mock cam in, in his own stadium uh cam was asked about it in the press conference and uh, started off with a decent answer. Hey, people are going to do it. It happens, you know. Um, and then he, 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 he appeared to get very flustered and decided to just kind of leave before he said something he would regret, um, which maybe for him maybe for him was actually a smart thing. Okay, it, it kind of put me in mind of a Des Bryant moment, if you will. Um, what are your thoughts? Do you think Cam was out of line with the Superman dance? First question. Um, and then second question, Cam Newton's reaction. Uh, no, to answer that first question, I don't think he was out of line. I think it happens all the time. It just depends upon, you know, this day and age you have quarterbacks that are a little more um, outspoken with, with how they score. And if you're going to try and shut somebody down, keep them out of the end zone. You don't want them to do the dance and whatnot. Keep them out of the end zone. Cam does it all the time at other folks' stadiums. So I, 
there's nothing for him to complain about. So, no, well, I ain't have a problem with that. Well, let, well, let's be clear. Cam does his dance at other people's stadium, and the issue wasn't that Kaepernick did Kaepernick's move. The issue was that Cam mocked, I mean, that Kaepernick mocked Cam. That, that was the issue. Yeah, and, and still, I, I don't have a problem with it myself. Okay. Um, that, that's just me personally. Uh, as far as your second question, uh, Cam's reaction, yeah, I agree. I think he, he probably did the right thing before he says the wrong thing, just just step off the stage. Uh, it's, people got to understand football is an emotional game. Sports in general is an emotional game. And you're talking about having to get up in front of a bunch of reporters and, and whatnot and have to answer questions, and you got to answer that one, which is really technically a non-football question. We're talking about an action that happened after the play was over, not certain plays that happen within the game. That's a little bit different. So I think he did the right thing, get off the stage before he says the wrong thing, because they're going to ridicule him no matter what. They did that to him in his uh, rookie year, did, did it to him sophomore year. They're going to do that regardless. So get off the stage, shut your mouth, don't say the wrong thing. I would handle it the same way. Let me go to K-Star, yeah. who, who not only had Cam in the Hall of Fame, but was tweeting, yeah. was tweeting, during the game, to me, here comes Cam. You know, and, and, and K-Star, you would think, you know, one of them, I have many nicknames. One of them I don't use in Madden or in the, in, in, in the football world, but, you know, one of my nicknames is Superman. And that's, that's, I'm dead serious. It is actually one of my nicknames for a variety of reasons that I will not get into on the Madden voice. But anyway, but I, I'm okay with Cam having a little Superman thing. I, I'm okay. You know, I, I, I'm not going to be the first person called Superman, and I ain't going to be the last one. Um, but, um, you know, you, you went and tugged on Superman's cape, bro, because you started running your mouth bit early in that game, and then you had to eat a little crow. Now, first question, do you, as a Cam Newton supporter, as a Cam Newton fan, as one who had him in the Hall of Fame after season one, do you have a problem with Kaepernick going in to Carolina Stadium and mocking him with that dance? Question number one. And question number two, what's your reaction to Cam Newton doing the Denny Green? The Bears are who we thought they were and walking off the stage before he said something that maybe he would have regret. What's your reaction? First of all, I was personally offended and felt deeply attacked when uh, Colin Kaepernick did that. Uh, mockery in the end zone of Cam Newton. That was beyond disrespectful. Um, I didn't know that. that oh, yeah, I didn't know that that Cam Newton was lined up against Colin Kaepernick. I didn't know that any of that happened. Sounds like to me, Colin Kaepernick's still mad that he was drafted after Cam Newton. So he was a running quarter. You were a running quarterback in in college in Nevada. You weren't Cam. You weren't winning championships. Now, do I have a problem with a fundamental problem with it? It's uh, all bias aside. I mean, it's. It, I'll be I'll be hypocrite if I said yes only because I don't know if you guys remember this, but Heinz War kind of did this a little bit. He kind of started this with the Terrell Owens thing when he was mocking T.O. in the touchdown celebration with the whole little eagle uh, dance. I, it's well, it's disrespectful. I mean, usually it's in fun, good nature. Although, I mean, again, it seemed pretty, you know, it seemed like he it was venomous and and ill intended towards Cam. I, I didn't like it, but. I mean, at the end of the day, you got to keep him out of the end zone. He can't really do much. Uh, the quarterback completely whipped on the tackle, made uh, Captain Nick look good, for which, by the way, most of the first half he was completely and utterly horrendous. But, you know, he got it done. Um, secondly, 
know, Cam is an emotional guy, is an emotional leader, and often has no filter when it comes to emotions. And clearly they were running high after his first playoff game. Um, I thought it was great. He said they were who he thought they were. I mean, of course, who can go wrong there? It's always a good sound bite. But, I mean, he could have handled it, you know, more professionally. That's kind of been the knock on him anyway. It's his maturity level and kind of winning, uh, needing to know when to say the right things and then let certain things be kept to himself. Uh, but as far as this game goes anyway, I mean, let's be real here. I mean, Cam Newton doesn't have much on offense to work with comparisons against that. Oh, here team. we go. Lord have no, no, mercy. Hold on. No, 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 hold Good on, hold Lord. on. I know, I know you're not going to now. I, 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 I'm sorry. Please tell me that you're not going to now go and defend the horrible performance by Cam Newton at home against the 49ers. Please tell me you're not going to defend it. No, no. Well, I, well, actually, before the game on Twitter, I did say the Niners were going to win however I'm for the Panthers. Only because uh, with the Niners getting – I mean, I was on last week's show, but only because Crabtree back and it's a lot different than the first time they met. But, I mean, let's be real. Uh, Cam had a horrible second half. First half was phenomenal. Second half was pretty brutal. So it wasn't a complete another disaster from the game. But he's playing the Niners defense with a with a, a 34-year-old Steve Smith and who else? Ray Golson. I mean, let's be real. He was overmatched. He should have played better. There's no excuse to go out and lay a sticker in the second half. But I wasn't necessarily surprised either. Given the Trick, fact that the Niners defense is just completely uh, much better than the Carolina Panthers offense. Train, I, I, I'm, I'm, I, because you know what, Train, I know, I, I know how you think, okay? I know how you think. Right? I, I, I already know what you're gonna say, so I want you to come in this conversation and educate K Star, please. Go ahead. Okay. First of all, my issue with this, you were cool up until you start defending. Here's my thing, bro. Carolina made it to the playoffs with that team. That's the team you have to play with. There's no excuses when you lose. Oh, he didn't have enough. No, you had enough. You had enough to win the division. You had enough to get a first-round bye so that you can get a home game so you can have somewhat some of an advantage to who, whomever the visiting team was going to be. You knew who the NFC teams were going to the playoffs. You knew who you had to match up with. You saw who played in the wild card, so you knew he was going to have to meet. There's no excuse for them to lose. Okay, as far as Cam in that press conference, forget the fact that dude did his Superman celebration. Cam was sick from losing. Forget yep. the celebration. He couldn't answer the question because he's still trying to understand that they lost at home to San Francisco. And they were at home, and they had a good defense. They have a good defense. They've had a dominant defense all season long. That bounce back and help them go win, I don't know, seven or eight straight. So he's sick over that. So forget the notion about the weapons he's lacking. No, that's what he has. That's what you got to work with. That's what you got to win with. There are no excuses for that. Period. Uh, let me, add, well, let, let me add, add one more thing in there. Let me add one more thing. Don't forget, Carolina beat San Francisco in the regular season, too. Ah! <laughs> Let's let's and, and that we're not talking about 2012, 2011, 2000. No, we're talking about this mm. season. Mm. As a part of that win streak, that San Francisco, they mm. took a L. Now 
I don't recall anybody on San Francisco defense being injured. I don't recall hearing any excuses from them. They lost. They flat out lost. Now, mm. playoff time come, San mm-hmm. Francisco that night, that day, excuse me, was the better mm. team. Preach. Carolina lost. Mm. Ain't nothing else to talk about. Newton didn't play the best game he could have played. San Francisco had a lot to do with that. As I also recall, Cam Newton didn't play very well the first time, but they managed to squeak it out. I think he was like 16 to 32 with, a, with an interception. They still won that game. Yep. Yeah, let, let, me, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me let me summarize because I think the main point here, first of all, I'm going to tease you about Cam because you put him in the Hall of Fame after his first season. Um, you know, and, and he has made improvements, and he is on his way to being a top quarterback. Yeah, in the you, NFL. you lost him with a man who's getting better. So let's just He's getting better. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm being honest. He's getting better. I agree. Um, is he Hall of Fame material? Can we even begin to have that conversation? Oh, heck no. Um, you know, but he is improving. And, I, and, and if he stays on the same track, he will be a top NFL quarterback. He is not now. But he will be if he stays on this track. He did not have and he's a. He's only game. 24. Right. He he, he he's had only good, 24 he had years a, old. He had a good game. I mean, I'm sorry. He did not have a good game. But you 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 know you are playing a San Francisco defense that came to ball. Kaepernick played a better game this time than he did the first time. Gore ball, Bolden ball. I mean, these boys came in. They had a plan and. You know, they they did what they needed to do to to win this game. I I see a rivalry brewing here. I see these young quarterbacks, Cam Newton and and Russell Wilson and Kaepernick and these boys. I see maybe maybe Nick Foles will be thrown in the mix, you know. I, I see some rivalries brewing here, and I see some good football. But let me say two things. First of all, anybody, Michael Smith on ESPN said it was wrong. Anybody who thinks that it is not okay for Kaepernick to do uh, Cam Newton's dance. Where the heck have you been? This is part of football. Do you know how many times people in NFL have went and danced on the star in Dallas? Do you have any ideas how many times? And what do I say? Well, Dallas, if you don't want them to dance on your star, don't let them score. It's real simple. I don't like it, but hey, if you keep them out of the end zone, then they can't dance. Terrell Owens, my favorite player of all time, well, between him and Dion, before he came to Dallas, went and stood in the middle of the star and did his little pose, one of the, one of the moments on NFL films. Well, guess what? If you keep him out of the end zone, you ain't got to worry about it. So anybody that's going to sit there and say that, can't, that that Cap shouldn't have done it, they don't know football because it's part of the game, number one. But let me also say this. Um, Cam Newton still got a little growing up to do. And, yes, maybe the lesser of two evils was to walk off before you said something that you regretted, but you're the, fran- you're the face of that franchise. You know, that is your team. You are the leader of that team. You've got to figure out how to stay there under the gun like every other franchise quarterback in the NFL does. You have to sit there after that loss, after you were punked on your home field, and you've got to take it on the chin like a grown man, like an up-and-coming superstar in this game, and you've got to sit there and say, he got me. You know what? They were the better team tonight, and um, you know what? We're going to regroup. I'm going to, you know, take a little time off, and we're going to get back at it. And next year we'll be there. You know, that's when that's when you come back with some something like, okay, but next year, you know, we'll be there. You know, second, you know, first round by, you know, and, and, and we couldn't get the job done. Good luck to them, but we'll see them again next year. 
You know, we ain't going anywhere. I'm here for this fight. I'm here to fight long term. You got to come back with some words like that. You got to give your franchise and your fans something to send them home with looking forward to next year. Not you walking off the podium with that same look you had in year one when you were struggling and you couldn't stay in a, and it, well, you know, I just run the plays that are called. You can't go back to that guy. I thought I saw you maturing, bruh, and you took a step back. Now, I'm not going to condemn you. I'm not going to crush you. But what I'm going to tell you is you can't do that. Because you are that franchise. You're the man. And you have to stay there and take it. Every other quarterback does. Every other quarterback stands there at a press conference and takes it on the chin. And that's what you got to do. But you don't have a choice. You do not have a choice. Anyway, um, one other question for K-Star, though. I've been wanting to ask you this question since you, since you tweeted all those things about here comes Cam and, and Cam I am and Cam, yes we Cam and all of that, you know, all the Cam stuff. Do you think maybe, I mean, Kaepernick, they've both been in the league about the same amount of time, but Cap's already been to a Super Bowl. So one could say that, you know, this was, this was Cam's first playoff game. Cap's already been to a Super Bowl. Could this moment have just been a little too big for Mr. Cam Newton? I don't think the moment was too big for him. I think it was a situation in which they simply had missed opportunities. Um, but it, it's not as if the man, you know, choked. I mean, there were twice they were in fourth and one at the one-yard line. They didn't get it. One time was a quarterback sneak call um, in which – the Niners had a great uh, night in by Amon Brooks to stop that. And the other time, Mike Tolbert got stopped. You know, they had opportunities to win the game, even though offensively they certainly couldn't run the ball whatsoever. Cam Newton led the team in rushing. Um, but it wasn't too big for them. I mean, the, to me, this, the Carolina Panthers team is so young and so uh, defensively talented that eventually the offense is going to come and, um, they're going to get receivers around Cam. They're going to get more of a running game established with him. You know, it, it had nothing to do with it being too big. Cam played very good the first half. Uh, and, again, this is a game that was, unfortunately for the Panthers, decided um, with those two fourth uh, goal line stands. And, again, I don't think it was anything being too big. I just think it was missed opportunities and the Niners making plays in those key situations. That's a veteran team. They've been a three straight championships championship games now coming up uh, this Sunday when I go out at Seattle. Um, and so there's a more experienced team. I think you should jump ship and turn in your Steelers gold and black and, uh, and be a uh, – because it, it, listening to you, I mean, the Panthers did nothing wrong, you know, listening to you. No, they uh, did do wrong. They didn't convert on the fourth downs. I mean, those were missed opportunities. What do you mean? Oh, 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 oh. I said there were missed opportunities. Yeah, but I – yeah. Okay. Hey, hey, train. Do you do you think that maybe the moment was a little too big for Cam? I think experience in the playoffs has to count for something. You can't dismiss that, and um, definitely San Francisco has the experience, uh, considering uh, they're, they're, considering what they've done in the past two years. So, in a nutshell, yeah, yeah, I think it was. I think it was too big. Yeah, he played a good first half, but. Too bad NFL football isn't two quarters. It's four. Mm. So you, you got to play the whole game. 
JB, do you think the moment was too big? For, and I know you're a huge Cam Newton fan uh, yourself. I don't know if K-Star knows that my brother is actually a Cam Newton fan. Um, but do you think the, the moment was too big for Cam? Well, let's lower your A-roll. I'm for Auburn University. Wow. He had to go to Auburn University. There you go. So that's that's how I'm a fan because of where he went. But right. that's where it all stops. More importantly, to answer your question, do I feel it was too big of a moment for him? Uh, yes and no. And, and I think I think um, what train train said that uh, experience counts for something. Is that right? Is that train yes. that said that? That was train. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. And, and I agree with that. Uh, but what? What I do believe is that, and really haven't touched upon it, is just how well San Francisco played. I think we have to give credit to the adjustments that Harbaugh and that uh, defensive coordinator were able to make at halftime to limit some of the things that Cam normally likes to do and to limit that offense even further. Now, if it was truly too big, I think he would have came out gunshot. He didn't play great the entire game, but he did have a couple nice throws there, especially that touchdown pass to, to Smith in the corner. We have to give credit to San Francisco, first and foremost, and that that's where that's where I put my stamp. Is the San Francisco defense just played lights out when they had to? They stepped up, made them key uh, goal line stands, and that's where the credit really lies. Hmm. Okay. I think the moment, my opinion, I think it was too big for him, but I don't think it's, I, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that's part of growth in the NFL. Um, the guy didn't play in a national championship game, um, so he, he understands the big stage, but the NFL is another level. And uh, this was his first playoff game, and it's at home in front of, you know, and then they're talking about Michael Jordan as his neighbor. I didn't know that. And, you know, he goes yeah, and asks Michael Jordan for tips and help, and I mean, I think that's actually smart, to be frank with you. Um, you know, you're going to get help on how to be a superstar and how to perform in the clutch, um, that's the best person to go ask. But I think he needs to go spend a little more time in my, you know, with Michael Jordan because second half when he needed to make plays, he really didn't make any. Um, but but you know, that I, said, good though. I feel I feel more confident in the fact that he will be in the Hall of Fame. He will be he will develop that type of player yeah, just yeah, by just, being I Michael Jordan's put away to Listen, I kept tweeting, put away the anointing oils, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking about someone in the Hall of Fame after two – you did it after one season, but not after three I seasons. I didn't actually put him in the Hall of Fame. What I told you is with that skill set, with that potential, he certainly has a feeling like I've never seen before. Wait, wait, and that's wait, where wait, it kind of came from. Train, train, train. No, no, Tell I didn't put him in the Hall of Fame after the first season. What? what I said to you was when you his said, career developed, I expect him to be that kind of player. K-Star, do not let me go pull it. Don't make me go back and get the tape. You did not say that. You said he is going to the Hall of Fame. You didn't say I expect him to be that kind of player and he, he has the potential. No, that's no. exactly what I'm you saying. I still project that career for him because he's that talented. He's that committed to winning and he cares that damn much of getting okay. better. Half step and see. This is what happens when you go out on the line like you do so many times. Now you got to come back and recreate history and soften what you said. I understand that. That's what you have to do. But that's not what you said, okay? And 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 if I'm so inclined, I'll go find a tape and bring it. It just I'm not inclined to. But you know, I know what you said, and I'm pretty sure Train heard the same thing I heard. But anyway, let's move on. Um, let's move on to uh, Broncos and the Chargers, and uh, let's bring uh, our buddy Saint on. Uh, Saint, are you there with us? Back on the Madden Voice. Yeah, here, man. All right, three four seven eight three eight nine five two five for all you fans out there. If you're on Facebook, feel free to uh, 
go ahead and check us out on the Madden Voice page on Facebook and like it while you're there. And uh, if you're on Twitter, uh, go ahead and, and shout out, uh, you know, the Madden Voice on Twitter. And I, and I do want to say uh, a shout out to uh, we were just approved to be featured on a website called uh, Blueberry. And Blueberry is one of the premier sites for hosting podcasts. And uh, literally uh, within the hour before the show, I got confirmation that we got approved to be a feature. One of, I mean, I don't know how many shows they featured. I didn't have time to really do all that kind of legwork. But um, I do know that they're a, a top site for hosting podcasts. And uh, we are featured on uh, Blueberry. So if anyone from Blueberry is listening to the Madden Voice, whether it be live or archive, welcome to the Madden Voice and tell all your friends about us. Uh, good to have you joining us. And thank you for the people at uh, Blueberry.com for uh, being so accommodating to the Madden Voice. A lot more coming during this offseason, guys. We're we about to blow this show up. Just stay, just stay tuned. I'm not even going to tell you what we're going to do. You're just going to see it. Uh, Saint, so... <clears throat> I'm going to give you the floor, man, because um, you felt pretty confident that uh, 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 Peyton Manning would be one and done again and that he, you know, he's a different, your words, he's a different quarterback in the playoffs. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, you had a lot of negative things to say about what you were <laughs> expecting to see uh, against the San Diego Chargers on Sunday. And um, now that the game was played, what, what are your thoughts on Peyton's performance? Well, I watch the game, man. As I'm watching, I mean, I'm kind of like, oh man, now I'm, I'm I'm rooting against uh, Denver. Which, if it wasn't for me calling this, it wasn't for y'all, bait me in. I got to call the show and make a big prediction. I would be rooting for Peyton Manning because, like I said, he's, you know, he went to UT. Everybody in Tennessee loves him, but um, I'm rooting mm-hmm. against him. And listen, I'm watching him. To be honest, I'm watching him pick them apart, man. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I'm making up excuses. I'm like, well, you know, uh, their defense is really just shutting Phillip Rivers and them down, man. I mean, that's the reason why. <laughs> you know, they didn't score until the fourth quarter. And then they started to come back in the fourth quarter. And um, and I'm like, oh, maybe they got a chance. <clears throat> but there was a point in the fourth quarter I was like, I really was tipping my hat to Peyton Manning. It was one, well, I thought, even if San Diego does come back and win, can't blame Peyton Manning this time. And then the game wasn't over. So it was like nine minutes left, and it's fourth quarter, San Diego starting to come back. I think they were down two possessions. Or maybe even they got the onside kick. Maybe they was one. But when Peyton Manning came out, when he, when he came out five wide in the fourth quarter, that's when I started to tip my hat. Because I usually see him call the audible and just run the ball out. I feel like he gets scared in big moments. Really, me personally, I feel like a lot of times he gets scared. He starts calling the audible to run. And a lot of that is the defense they show him. They're they trying to uh, put the defenders out there. The run play looks the best to his eyes, so I give him credit. But he came out five wide and said, I'm throwing the ball. We're going to get first downs, and we're going to win the game. It's like, man, I got to tip my hat to him, man. You know, he proved me completely wrong. He did throw a pick in the end zone, and it was early in the game. Uh, well, he well, did throw well, a pick in the end zone, well, and, it, well, and it was well, his fault. That cheat, yeah. well, oh, oh, no, wait, 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 wait. It was his fault. Watch it, watch it. Now the man was covered. He gave the ball that tip. No, 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 hold it. Slow down, slow down. First of all, I appreciate you coming on and taking your lumps. Uh, Decker bobbled the ball, and, and, and Chargers got it. It was not Manning's fault. What Manning, he did throw one bad pass that they dropped, and that was on him. 
but then they dropped yeah, it. Yeah, he overthrew Welker. All right, yes. Yeah, I'm done with And that was right in homeboy's arms, and he dropped it. Okay, had oh, that yeah. one, I got no – you bad bad pass, and they should have had a pick on him. But that other one, oh, no, no, you can't put that one on him. But Watch first it again. Of all, I, I watched the game. I watched it, man. It was that was not on Peyton Manning? But let's let's just, let's just let's just say it. Well, you you can do that because you got to have something. But there was. Oh, seven let me say, let me say this though. Let me say one more thing. One more thing. Let me there, say. Gotta have something. <laughs> there was seven drops in the game. Number one, okay, including the one that Welker had on the back shoulder that he should have caught. Had it in his arms was going to be either at the one or maybe maybe roll into the end zone. He drops it. That's seven points that was three. That other one that Decker bobbled that San Diego got, that's seven points at zero. This game should have been 31 to nothing. Okay? It should have been 31 yeah, it been a blowout. It been a blowout. And hats off to the Denver defense, the maligned Denver defense, because them boys for three quarters came to play. That whole physical stuff that we talked about, them boys was hitting, they came to play. But, you know, I will give – I will give San Diego some credit because they didn't quit. They they fought. They got the onside kick. You know, Rivers made a nice play on a fourth down. You know, fourth and long, and at night they could not they could not cover homeboy. Um, y'all know. Keenan Allen. About. Thank you. Couldn't you cover my him. championship. Keenan Allen. Yeah. Whatever. Man. Whatever. But whatever. Uh, but, <laughs> whatever. Uh, but you know, I, I will give San Diego some credit. But you know, but let 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 us recognize the main point is that, you know, Peyton Manning went out there and did not lose his game, played well, and, you know, if, if, thing, if, if, if his team, if his offense had really supported him a little bit more, this is a blowout. It is, you're going into the fourth quarter up 31 to nothing, not 17 to nothing. But that didn't happen, and then they came back and made it a game. But, you know, you're right. They went five wide. Peyton made some plays, um, and, and, and the game is over. So let us let – us, let us now put to bed this negativity around one of the greatest quarterbacks that ever played a game. Okay, the past mm-hmm. is the past. This is what we're talking about right now. This is who he is now. Yes, he has eight years that he's won and done. Okay, done. That is, you know, okay, it is what it is. But this is who he is now. And he's going to come bring it against Brady. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. But he's going to bring it against Brady. He, he, there, you, if you have watched Denver this year, you have to say that Peyton Manning, and forget the statistics, forget the numbers. Forget, I, I, I don't care about the numbers. I'm looking at the eye test, okay? Train always talks about, do you, you know, Trey, I love when Train gets on a roll and he says, he says the case study, do you watch the game? Case study, all right, all right. If you watched Peyton Manning, he is looking like a different quarterback. Just there is a focus, there is a determination in him this mm-hmm. year. And that's why I said, first, what was it? He, he lost arm strength, right, after the first few weeks. He ain't got the arm strength. He ain't got the zip on the ball. Yeah, well, ask, the, ask these guys now how that arm strength is. Arm strength's fine now. Then it was he can't play in uh, um, uh, outdoor outdoors in the cold. Right, outdoors in the cold. And he took care of that. Then it, he, you know, he's one and done in the playoffs, and he, you know, he can't, you know, he can't, he can't, he can't produce in the playoffs because he's got eight, eight games, and you know, one and done, and he's out. And then what did he do? Everything that people threw at him this year, it was re- literally like, you know, like Roy Jones used to say, you know, don't don't let me bring out the old RJ on you, you know, don't let me. And that's like what Peyton did. Said, oh, oh, I can't win this game. Oh, Philip Rivers is the hottest quarterback in the NFL. 
Oh, the, the, the Chargers have the hottest de- uh, offense in the NFL, and we can't match with them? Oh, okay. I'm not even going to say nothing. I'm just going to go out there on the field and show you. And the funniest line in that whole everything was when he said, man, I can't wait to get a Bud Light. (laughs) 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 But let this also be a lesson to to you, Saint. You got to learn like K-Star, man. You you can't go up against Commissioner T, baby. You know, come on, man. I mean, mean, you know. Hold on. I I agree with mostly what you're saying, although clearly not the statement. But, I mean, beating the Chargers doesn't, Exercise those de- playoff demons for Peyton Manning, not by any stretch of the imagination. I don't think that this was all. Oh, we'll say this one more back. time. I think Chargers doesn't what? Oh boy! I said this. This game doesn't exercise Peyton's playoff demons. It was a it was a big game, absolutely. But it's not over. This is not what Peyton came to do is win one playoff game. If he loses, we did, we, we, uh, we, 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 we said it was over. No, no, hold on, no, 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 no. Don't put words in my mouth. I didn't say it was over. As a matter of fact, I said quite the opposite. He's determined, he's focused, and he's going to bring it against the Patriots. What I did say, though, was everything that's been thrown at him this year, he has refuted. Including Absolutely. the fact that he's gone eight years and been one and done in the playoffs, and that's all we heard all last week was, is this going to be year number nine, or is he going to get it done? And there were many people that thought that he was not going to get it done, including the guy on the phone with us. Um, um, well, that's ridiculous. Saying that was ridiculous. I was, he was, I he was think, too much into that. Hold on. <laughs> A little we bit. lost him, and then he came back. He came back. Right Saint, yeah, you, you're, back, you're back with us, Saint. Okay. All right. Yeah, they put me off, kicking me off, and keeping keep me making my points. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I like I like you making I like you making your points because they rarely make sense. So, um, they're, they're, <laughs> you know, bottom line, Peyton playing with a chip on his shoulder. Bottom line, yes. and you yeah, can yeah, tell absolutely. just by the way he's carrying himself. He's playing with a chip on his shoulder because he know what everybody's talking about, and he don't want to hear it. That's why he's going out there throwing laser beams because he's playing with a chip on his shoulder. Let's just call and it like it is. And this maybe he is, though, too, because this is the first time in a while he's hinted at the light being at the end of the tunnel. Maybe he's going through a lot of pain and discomfort, and this could be, you know, the last hurrah. We don't know that. Oh, it's all speculation. This is the first fine. time we've heard him. I don't know if he feels fine. I mean, at the end of the day, the guy, and he's 37 years old, and he said, you know, this, I'm starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, I just, I'm not going to speculate necessarily if that means this is it, but. You definitely could tell that sense of urgency is definitely uh, there when when you watch him play. I mean, it's not just because he wants to prove the naysayers wrong. He knows his time's running out. He's, he's still an older man. And he's playing at a very yeah. high level. But he's still an old he, man. He, he's 37, and he's been in the league since, what, 97? I mean, so I mean, yeah, he, yeah. He, he, he knows all that. He gets all that. He understands all that. And when I say he feels fine, I mean, He's got the same lumps and bumps as everybody else on that 53-man roster. So that's where uh, I'm from. But, but he, knows, he knows what's at stake. He knows what's at stake. But he's still playing with a chip on his shoulder because he knows everybody's talking about him. Well, I, I will say this, though. I do think K-Star makes a valid point that um, he has mentioned a few times that the injury is a work in progress, the neck, and that he has to constantly rehab. He's still rehabbing. You know, it's it's not something that, you, you know, it's still there. It's still relevant to his game. And um, 
we, you know, I, I would just say, yes, everyone at this point of the year is beat up, but this is a guy with four neck surgery, so we really don't know the extent of exactly. how that's feeling at this point. I, I do think there's a valid point. And, you know, you, may, you might be on to something, K-Star. He may be feeling like this is my last real good shot at getting a ship. You know, this, I don't know. I'd like to think I'll be back next year. I'd like to think that I'll be playing again in September, but I don't know. But I know I'm playing exactly. now. And so yeah, I, 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 think there's, I think there is something to that. I, I, I mean, he's, not, he's too classy. And, you know, you don't get it. That's the, the, the epitome of class. If Cam Newton wants to emulate somebody, that's the guy he needs to be watched. Watch his press conferences, okay? Oh, that's a great person to emulate. <laughs> Seriously. He, he's, he's, to emulate he's, he's always had them eating out of the palm of his hand. Always. That's just been him. Always been having them like that. Yeah, well, he doesn't make excuses. You know what I mean? No, I mean, I you can't dislike yes, Peyton Manning, except to say he's too good. I mean, he get, when he loses, he gets up there and he takes it, and he just says, hey, they got me. You know, wow, hats off to that team. I mean, he's the epitome of class, in my opinion, uh, in the NFL, and, and uh, he's not going to come out and say this might be my last year. He's not going to do anything like that. He's going to play football, and he's going to play the best he can. Um, but I, 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 I give uh, that K-Star, I will co-sign. I think you're right. There might be more to this injury and in the neck and all of that, and, and he may not know what his status is going to be, and that could just be adding fuel to the fire. I agree with but- Jay, too, I agree with you too, Jay. He's definitely playing with a chip on his shoulder based on all of what's been said all year about him. Oh, he's definitely got an attitude about that. There's no doubt about it. To see what y'all saying, y'all really proving my point. Because what are you saying? So now this year he's playing better? He's playing, I mean, is he just playing at a whole other level? I mean, is he stepping well, up just, now after I'll all just, these years? Well, well, well. After all these years. He's always been up. Well, 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 there's something more special about what he's doing now, and it's, it is. You're proving my point. Because then, then years ago, maybe he was taking his foot off the gas in, in, in the playoffs. Oh, no. Okay, then what are you saying? Let me put it to you this way, Saint, and uh, let, me, let me help you relate to what it means to be chip on your shoulder. You remember those late nights uh, you used to play me in Madden? You used to come see me 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, get one or two games in because you know I would whip their head. Absolutely. You came with a chip on your shoulder until you beat me because I was winning all the time. That's this, what it means. I'm so saying, I didn't, I didn't play. He don't I have long. I but played with that, a chip on my shoulder every time I came to play. You, just, the first you are time. just at the top of your game for, yeah. for, for as long as you need to be to achieve your goal. But That's what it. is that saying? Is that saying he wasn't at the top of his game years ago? No, you understand what it means yeah, to play with a chip on your shoulder, right? Yeah, but what? to quote, to you quote should be able to answer Reverend that. Ray Lewis, he said, when I get out here in the game, I don't go to a whole nother level. It ain't no, it ain't no special chip on my shoulder. I'm playing every game like it's my last. I'm putting it okay, uh, Ray Lewis, in Ray every game. And Ray Lewis plays middle linebacker. He doesn't play quarterback. And Ray Lewis didn't miss an entire season um, with major neck surgery, okay? You can't compare the two. This guy missed and, and, and was facing the mortality of his career um, after four neck surgeries, was able to come back, okay, and didn't have what he had when he first came back, didn't have the velocity in the ball, didn't have the accuracy, had to work through the rehabilitation. Because of that, 
People doubted his ability for the first time in his career. All it did was add extra fuel to his fire to exactly. prove them that's wrong. Why that's all. That's all. That's all. That's all. The fact that he didn't bring it, he brought it then. But no one was questioning the velocity of his throws, the accuracy of his throws. You know, could he play in cold weather? No one was questioning that then. He comes back from no, the neck surgery with a new team, uh, uh, same scheme, new Thank team, you. new players, new coach, and now they're questioning him. And all we're saying is he is hearing that, and it just put a chip on his shoulder. Not saying he took it to another level. The guy plays at that level. Oh, it is. Oh, that's that what level. I'm trying to say. He lives at that level. It's just more. It's just more. It just adds fuel to the fire. It's motivation. It's it's competition. And when you have someone as a naysayer talking bad about you, same thing as Michael Jordan. You know, he always used any little comment, and he needed a comment that was used against him as, as you know, fuel to his fire to to motivate one him and to inspire better players. One of the most popular Michael Jordan stories of all times is he goes down and he dunks on somebody, short dude. And one of the fans yells out to him and says, pick on someone your own size, Jordan. And the next play, he comes down and dunks on Roy Turpin, who's seven foot one. And he looks at him, he puts his hands, I say, is that big enough for you? Now, you don't think Jordan couldn't have done that anyway? But at that moment, he had a chip on his shoulder. Now, yeah, saying, but if you ask Mike, did he need to, some fuel to be added to his fire in the playoffs? He's going to say no. Mike found things. Yes, absolutely. He, he found reasons to motivate him every single day. That's that what Michael Gordon was and is. Bro, that is, Mike uh, ready to go in the let let playoff time, in so he's ready to you. go. So other than the season where we just demolished teams and we went 72-10 and 10 and it wasn't a, a matter of a doubt, on our final three championships, man, for the most part, Oh, they were always looking for a reason for Chicago not to win it all. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, played. Well, he played yeah, with yeah. a chip on his shoulder, bro. Yeah. I was there. Yeah. I saw every game. They played yeah. hard because they were constantly looking for a reason why Chicago ain't going to get past this team. They're going to give it? No. Nah. Yeah. Yes. And, 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 and yeah, trainers, right? And, and Michael Jordan as a superstar always looked for his next challenge. And all, and all I'm saying is, is that these superstars, they hear the fans. They hear the critics, they hear the media, and it just adds fuel to the fire. That's all. It just adds. They, they, you know, it's just it's it's like anything else. It's just like you're gonna play you're gonna play the Patriots on Sunday, and you're focused and you're motivated to play the Patriots. And then Tom Brady comes out and says, "I never thought Peyton Manning was that good of a quarterback to begin with." Now we know that's not gonna happen, but hypothetically, you don't think that that doesn't add another level well, of fuel to the fire? Does well, he let need me say it? This. No. Well, let me say this, because that kind of did happen this year. Do y'all remember when he was going to play Indiana? And I believe it was strategically because oh, they know cool. how Peyton Manning is. But his, uh, 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 the owner of Indiana was uh, Ursay. He started talking, saying we went to the playoffs yeah. this many times, yeah. only yeah. got one championship, yeah. kind of talking yeah. down on the talks yeah. out the whole week. Yeah. And Peyton Manning did not play Peyton Manning ball. On Sunday, they lost their first day. They yeah, first day on that pick, week. You're picking a heck of a game to call him out. He's back in Indianapolis for the first time. It's emotional. He's home. Oh, I so mean, no fuel to the fire then. No, I didn't say there wasn't fuel to the fire. Well, you don't win okay. them all. Yeah, you don't win them all. It's clear you can't. You you know the fuel is there, but you're gonna lose some too. But guess what? Where's Indianapolis and where's Denver? So your point is what? <laughs> well, well, my point is Denver is this, this, this top, number one seed because he is the. Here's the measuring stick. 
because it's coming up Sunday. Now, he can set people all the way up here on Sunday because his whole no. career is no, he won't. No, he won't. You know why? Because you'll come back the next Sunday and say he's got to win the Super Bowl now. No, no, I won't. I promise you I won't do that. I think this is well, – you, know you, you ain't going to like me for this one. You're well, not going to well, like me for well, saying this one. But well, for him, well, well, I think hold, this hold is on, the Super Bowl. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We're not ready to talk the games just yet. So what I'm going to do, Saint, are you going to are you going to be around or are you going are you leaving us? Yeah, go ahead, go, go ahead, right, and leave me. I got to back. step out, but I'll be back before y'all before y'all in. All right, cool. All right, we we will we will talk those two games, um, you know, shortly. Um, before we do that, I just want to kind of touch on. Well, you know what I want to do before I do that? Let me just go to Twitter. I've been spending a lot of time on Twitter lately, and um, you know, I'm kind of falling in love with Twitter. Um, made a lot of new friends on Twitter, and, you know, it's just such an interesting platform. And uh, I, I just want to go to Twitter real quick. I'm just going to do hashtag um, NFL and just see what people are talking about because <laughs> uh, I can. That's really the only reason why, because I can. Um, and here's one that we were going to talk about anyway, but here it is. Um, hashtag NFL. And this is from Deion Sanders. And let's talk about it because it was on the list. Um, so Deion says that he's going to suit up for the Pro Bowl, challenge Jerry, Jerry Rice to um, uh, suit up. Jerry Rice said that he would, and he said that he would beat him down like he did when they played against each other, although <laughs> I, saw, I saw every one of those games, and I got to tell you, that, uh, Deion gave as good as he got. Deion had a lot of success against Jerry Rice. But anyway, um, now the NFL came out and said um, that's not happening. And uh, Dion just responded three minutes ago. I'm, I'm, watch, I'm looking at it right now. I didn't stutter when I said it, exclamation point. Matter of fact, I'm going to retweet this. Um, so, uh, uh, you know, I, I mean, you know, we still got a week and a half to the Pro Bowl. Um, but just real quick, Train, your initial thoughts on the possibility of Dion and Jerry Rice suiting up for the Pro Bowl? I think for about one or two plays, man, it'll be fun to see. <laughs> <laughs> one or two plays, I would love it. After the couple plays, let's just get back to, uh, you know what I'm saying, watching the guys that are in the league now. But, man, I would like to see it for just a couple of plays, man. Let's give, give me give me a ten yard in, give me a fly pattern, give me something to have be uncovered. That would be wow. You know, this makes me think. What this makes me think of, um, and I think I think I, I think I might have been watching this with you, Jay. This was '92. Magic Johnson had came back um, for the All Star game after, um, or was this before the Olympics? Now, this was actually before the Olympics. Uh, he had retired in November of 91, but then they, they allowed him to come back and play in the All-Star game. And he retired, you know, if he, I, most people remember, HIV positive. And uh, he came back, and they let him play in the All-Star game. And, um, you know, we didn't know not then what we knew now about HIV. There was some controversy, but they let him play. And I just, you know, I, I remember – thinking about how great it is, you know, we thought Magic, pretty much not only did we think we wouldn't see Magic play football, basketball ever again, we wanted to know how long he was going to be alive, because at that time, you say HIV was a death sentence. So everybody's like, damn, you know. Um, but not only did Magic go out there and play, but if anybody remembers that game, um, he made the last three three-pointers, um, and, and, uh, uh, one on Jordan, 
Uh, one on, I can't remember, but then the last one was on his best friend, Isaiah. And, uh, of course, he got MVP. Um, this, when I heard that, it just made me think of that. You know, it brought me back to that kind of like, you know, two of the most popular and best players to ever play this game. Obviously past their prime, but if these guys have a couple of plays in them, and from what I'm hearing, they've been in shape. So if these guys have a couple of plays in them and they can get in there for a drive and, and just a drive and, and square up, man, to me, that's worth it. To me, that's what – because they like the game's going – I'm still thinking the game ain't going to be good anyway. I'm still thinking that there ain't going to be any hitting done anyway. So why not? I say why not. Why not see these guys go head up, you know, for a drive? You know? Hey, I, I would love to see it. But anyway. Um, You're right on point. Yeah, I want to see that too. <laughs> I'll be right there with popcorn and everything. Just give me a couple, couple plays. That's all I need to Just a couple plays. Don't blow no hamstring, don't tear no uh, ACL, don't blow out your Achilles. Just let me see a couple of good plays. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, you know no what? Fun me... Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, so anyway, that was just a little quick Twitter. So I, I, I like that. I may go back and do that one more time before we get out of here. All right. Um, let's talk coaches. Um, we already know, we've already discussed uh, – Lovey Smith went to the Bucks. We discussed Bill O'Brien is at the at the Texans, um, and I believe we discussed Jay Gruden going to the Skins. Um, and in the meantime, the Titans had hired uh, Ken Wisenhunt, and Detroit just hired uh, Jim Caldwell, uh, former mm-hmm. offensive coordinator for the uh, Indianapolis Colts. Um, mm-hmm. Let me just say this because I cannot stand Schwartz. And <laughs> the floor I, is yeah. yours, T. <laughs> well, I, 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 I mean, I, I just want to say that. Um, first of all, I, I'm, I'm always happy to see uh, an African American get a chance to be a head coach because we know for so many years it just didn't happen. And um, you know, I'm, 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 I'm very happy um, with the Rooney Rule and all of that that they must interview somebody. And and we actually now have a number of African-American head coaches in the NFL. So first of all, I have to say that that makes me happy. Um, secondly, um, listen, let's be real now. Um, I don't like Matthew Stafford. I think he's a punk. <laughs> uh, but that said, I, I don't know that there was a better choice out there to coach a Matthew Stafford than a Caldwell. I mean, this is a guy who helped Peyton Manning become Peyton Manning. And if he brings that to Matthew Stafford with the weapons that that offense has, um, I'm real curious how Train feels about it because the first person I thought of, Train sitting over there saying, oh, no, no, you know, because that's his division. And if this guy can go in there and get that offense focused and disciplined and make Stafford a franchise quarterback where a guy already has all the skills. It's just something was missing, in my opinion, the attitude. Something isn't right with the attitude. And if Caldwell can go in there and shape that and mold that, good Lord, what that team could turn into? Train, I, I got to hear you on this one, man. I got to hear you. Am I, am, I, am, I, am I wrong or are you worried? Of course I'm worried, but I'm probably more worried about the other side of the ball. We're talking about controlled aggression. Aggression is great, and and Detroit got a lot of it. Even on the offensive side, and you're right, 
Yeah, if he goes and fix Matthew Stafford and actually get Matthew Stafford to look at other receivers other than Calvin Johnson and not stare down Calvin Johnson until he gets open and just fling it to him anyway, he can be they can be very dangerous. Along with the fact, let's not forget about Reggie Bush. But look at the other side of the ball where you have a very good defensive tackle tandem that we're talking about him taking that aggression and now controlling it, molding it, and making these boys play, making these boys play a controlled football game. Yeah. Yeah. The last person I wanted them to hire. Yeah. In fact, yeah. I, I'd rather they not fire Schwartz. Because <laughs> I knew yeah. Detroit was at the bottom of the barrel. But yeah. yeah, I look to see a more improved Detroit team. Not so much they got talent, but more or less of playing very controlled football and not losing the game on bonehead mistakes and bonehead penalties. K-Star, Wizard Hunt to Tennessee, your thoughts? Yeah, I thought Wizard Hunt wasn't perfect in Detroit. That's what I felt like uh, Detroit should have got. Apparently, Wizard Hunt decided uh, uh, decided to go with Tennessee. Now, Kent Wizard Hunt is an awesome, awesome coach. He was the coordinator for the Steelers. Uh, in 05, we won Super Bowl uh, in Ben's second year. Um, obviously, he took the Cardinals and won a couple of division titles with them and, you know, came close to winning the Super Bowl against my Steelers, but came up short. Uh, he's a guy that's a very – and, you know, he was offensive coordinator for the Chargers this year, and we saw how well Phillip Rivers played and kind of rejuvenated his career. Uh, he's an offensive guy, but he's also a guy that uh, is able to instill discipline in the team. He's a Bill Coward disciple. And so for Tennessee, they got, a, in my opinion, a great hire. Um, and, you know, you give the guy some some uh, uh, toys to play with in that offense, um, and he's going to make a show, you know, he's going to come up with a show for you. And he's a guy, again, that instills discipline, and I think he's a hard-nosed, very good football coach, and um, I think Tennessee did a pretty good job with that hire. I, I think you're overrating the guy a little bit, though. You said awesome? I mean, his last three years in he Carolina. After, after, he after, won two. Hold on, wait. You won two division titles with the Cardinals. The Cardinals. I, I was trying to. I was trying to validate my statement. I nobody did. I watched football. I don't need you to remind me. With Kurt Warner, and as soon as <laughs> Kurt Warner retired, the Cardinals did nothing the last three years he was there, and he was summarily fired. So let's not let's you know let's not put him in the Hall of Fame right away. Yes, you know he had a Hall of Fame quarterback that took him to. A, a, a division title and took him to a Super Bowl where he lost to your Steelers. Warner retires, and we well up, now we're here. Now Arizona is looking like a team again. But those last three years, he didn't do anything. That's all I'm saying. He had no quarterback. Yeah, nothing to do with Wizen Hunt. He had no okay, quarterback whatsoever. Who's he got now? Jake Locker. Who's he got now? Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Okay, we'll see. We'll see if it actually will be. We don't know that yet. But I, it's still, I'm proving over. And I think you're making my point. He had a Hall of Fame quarterback, you know. So, I mean, let, let's, let's see what he can do in Tennessee. I didn't say he was bad. I'm, I'm awesome. I, uh, that's a little strong. I would, I would not say awesome. I would say he was he, – he, 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 did, he did some things in Arizona, yes. First two years, he was very successful. The last three, he did nothing. He managed to – now, we don't know – uh, I think I think the offense did well under him in San Diego. Was it him? Was it the head coach? I mean, I, you know, we got to figure out. Was, was you know, um, I think he deserves some of the credit for what we saw from Philip Rivers this year. But Philip Rivers was no slouch to begin with. 
<laughs> so let's see what he does in Tennessee. I'm just saying I, I think your praise is a bit strong. That's all. I'm not saying he's a bad coach. I just don't think he's awesome. <laughs> you know, let, let's see. Um, where's, let, let, me see if, let me see if Saint's here. Saint with us. I think he might still be here. Saint, are you still with us? I'm with you. What do you think of Wizenhunt taking over your team? I, I don't. I don't really <laughs> like it. I wish they would have kept Munch, uh, Mike Manchet, because I think I think they got better as, uh, from last year to this year, even though they still was, had a losing record. But uh, I think they should have gave him another year. And he had he's inherited Locker. I think um, we should have kept the head coach with Locker and say see if he was worth having another year around. I, I think he's just inherited. Not a good team. I think we should have kept our uh, last head coach. From what I, I didn't heard, like getting rid of. What what I heard, man, is that once Tennessee interviewed him, I mean that he just he dazzled them, and they were they were pretty much they weren't going to let him leave without giving him this job. I mean he 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 was their target, and um, you know they they were very very aggressive at pursuing him, and um, I mean here yeah, we are too. And here and here we are Tuesday, and he's got the job. So I mean, they knew who they wanted, um, and and I guess they feel the way K Star feels. Um, I, they I think... didn't let him go back to Detroit. They didn't let him go to Detroit to get the job. <laughs> After he left here, he was going to Detroit to sign with them. He was going to get the job out there. So uh, they like him. Our commodity. I, I feel more like you on the T. I mean, I don't think he's. I don't think he's. Great, but you know we'll see. I don't. I don't yeah, we'll see. Oh, I've, I've seen I think Caldwell is a better fit in Detroit than than wasn't Hunt. To be honest with you, I just think when you have a quarterback like a Matthew Stafford, um, to me, the the better quarterback. You know, we what have I said all year? I've been very consistent. Quarterback, head coach, that relationship. And 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 let's and let's look in the playoffs right now. We've got Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson. We got Harbaugh and Kaepernick. Of course, Brady and Belichick, uh, Belichick, Fox and Manning. I mean, that relationship is critical. And um, Caldwell has a track record of having a solid relationship with a Hall of Fame quarterback. So I think for Detroit, that was a, a, a to me an excellent hire. Not that Wizard Hunt would have been a bad hire. I just think Caldwell makes it a better fit for what they need. Someone's got to fix Matthew Stafford because the guy can be, you know, the next the next great thing. I mean, he can. You know, he's he's kind of fake. The little side throws, side sidearm throws have got to yeah, go. Right. Yeah, and some of those gunslinger plays that he does, and he's not Cutler or Romo. You know what I mean? I mean, he's got you know the weapons that they got. With you know, he he can be that guy with the right quarterback. I mean, with the right coach. And I think, like I said, train train. Be very afraid. <laughs> be very afraid. All right. Um, the other issue that popped up. I'm I'm curious, Jay. I want your thoughts on this one. Um, <laughs> it reported that Rob Ryan, uh, who is the defensive coordinator for the New Orleans Saints, former defensive coordinator for the Raiders, for the Browns, for the Cowboys, and um, is being told that he needs to improve his image to get a head coaching job, um, mainly cut his hair, but even possibly lose a little weight, do kind of what his brother did. And, and we saw, you know, his brother do that, cut his hair and lost some weight. And now Rob's being told that he, he, he you know, that that's something that he should do. And, and Jay, I'm wondering um, your thoughts on, um, on on Rob Ryan and his image in order to become a head coach. You, you will stick me with that question. Of all the questions, you will stick me with that one. <laughs> um, 
personally, from my perspective, he's a defensive coordinator. That's what he is. I don't see him as a head coach. I don't care if he's baldy locked like me. I don't care if he lose weight, come out looking like me, just a gang of shades darker. He's a defensive coordinator. That's what he is. I really don't see him as a head coach. He do whatever he want with the image, but that's just my personal opinion. I think he's more suited for D.C. than H.C. Well, but 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 the question is, but 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 if you, if you can, the question is, do you think, in order to be a head coach, that he should improve his image, regardless of whether you think he's qualified? He's being told he needs to improve his image. Do you agree that in order to be a head coach in the NFL, that the image you know image matters? Yeah, it does. Uh, you you look at the other coaches out there right now, and you see how they are. I mean, you you, stay, you, you represent the team. You you represent who that franchise is. You're the one that's got to stand in front of the podium, answer all the questions. And I don't think any football team out there, any NFL team is going to want to have somebody out there that has that kind of presence. Do I agree with it? No, but I think there is some truth to it. Okay. Train, what do you think? Well, uh, I guess I really don't feel either way about it. I think I find it a little strange because players get to wear tattoos, but when you're talking about the head coach, you are talking about the image of your team. You're talking about the main leader of your team. He's the first person. He answers all the questions. Uh, uh, first in, last out. And really, you know, if you want the job, if that's what you want, the direction you want your career to have, to have then – uh, you just have to do what needs to be done. Um, and if that's what they're requesting, man, that's what they're requesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, sir. Heck, I had to cut off all my facial hair until I got the job I wanted. Mm-hmm. Now I got okay, a full sir. beard. Okay, sir. Uh, yeah, I mean, kind of got to do with the owners and, uh, you know, front office people have to say, let's say they're your bosses. And um, if you go to a job interview, I know you're not going to look in there looking all uh, you know, unkempt, and having that long kind of hair, whether uh, you find it agreeable or not, those type of uh, authoritative figures find it to be unkempt. They find it to be unprofessional. I mean, kind of is what it is. Sucks for him. I don't think he'll do that because I don't think that's the nature of his character. I think he's a rebel at heart, so I don't think he'll actually succumb to that. But if he really wants a head coaching job, then you kind of got to do what you got to do. Although it would be really funny if he did cut his hair and went to not land a head coaching job. Wouldn't that be great? I'm sure Paula Malu will grow some hair back. That's all. <laughs> right? I, I will say this. When I heard it, I thought it was the most ridiculous thing I've heard in a long time. I marinated on it, and I feel it's one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard in a long time. We work for organizations and companies that have you know, many layers, many people, right? There are 32 head coaching jobs in the world for the NFL. That's it. There's only 32. Of all the qualifications that you need to be an NFL head coach, to me, length of hair should not be on that list. Who the heck cares? He doesn't look like homeless, and I'm not trying to disrespect homeless people. I've done a lot of work in affordable housing, and I don't want that to come across the wrong way. Um, so please, people understand, I am not trying to disrespect homeless people because my other job, that's what I've done for a long time. But my point is he, he doesn't look sloppy or slovenly. Um, he's got long hair, 
and he's a little overweight. So is Andy Reid. Um, so was Bill Parcells. So, you know, like, um, I don't, I didn't get it. I, I don't get it. Now, I do think that if I own a football team and I want to hire him and I say as part of the requirement to be the head coach of my football team, I'd like you to cut your hair and make it neat more like your brother's, and he says no, and then I say, well, then I guess you won't be, you know, that's my right to say, well, I'm not going to hire you. I, I support, fully support the right of any owner in the NFL to, to have that in their criteria because it's their team, and they're cutting the check, and they're ready to pay this guy four, five, six, seven million dollars a year. Okay, and I, I think that if there is someone serious ready to pay him that kind of money a year, he'll cut his hair. <laughs> um, I just think it's ridiculous. You know, this is a guy who, um, now, don't get me wrong, I've got mixed feelings about his credentials to be a head coach. I, I, I kind of lean more towards my brother on that. But regardless of his credentials, um, he's a Ryan. He's got the lineage. He's got the pedigree. His brother's in, in the NFL with, has, has had some level of, respect, of success. His father is a legend in the NFL. Um, I, I just, I don't get it. I don't get it. You know, you're coaching. I mean, you, this guy is a player's coach, <laughs> you know, and he goes out there and he meshes with his players. And if that's the most important thing that these guys are looking at, man, I don't, I don't understand. So my personal opinion is it's ridiculous. The owner says, cut your hair, I can't hire you. Then you got to cut your hair and you don't get the job. Um, Train, I don't know if you had a chance to read um, RG3's Facebook comments. I don't know if any of you guys had a chance to read RG3's um, Facebook comments, but RG3 on his Facebook page responded to the criticism. Um, I'd rather not read it. Um, it is rather kind of lengthy, um, but, you know, he, he did respond, and I'm sure by now most of our listeners have heard either a part of it or read it or heard people talking about it. Um, I guess the question really isn't so much the quality of the response, more should he have even resorted to going on Facebook and responding to uh, the criticism that he's been getting? It shows that RG3 cares about the wrong thing. Bingo. Okay. Mm -hmm. You are so caught up in the, in the public opinion of yourself that you refuse to focus on the most important thing, which is just your football career. Dude, just play football. Just play football like you know how to play football Wow us like you do on the field because I think it was said on first tape when you were maybe maybe it was the numbers never lie anyway winning solves everything if you're winning it's all they're talking about they're talking about you winning when you're losing yep they're gonna bring up everything they can and it's all gonna get on your skin if you let it but he is so focused on the wrong thing and I wish and I know you got the topic on here. Uh, on the agenda, I wish he would just do what Manziel decided to do. Just shut down the Twitter. <laughs> shut it down the next season. <laughs> just focus on football. Mm. Mm. Yeah, because you know what? I think it was, we, we talked about this maybe about three, four weeks ago. And T, I think you had said it. He's more concerned about RG3, the product, instead mm. of RG3, the football player. Now, as, as far as far as I, I know, for the Redskins, it's the off season. Y'all correct me if I'm wrong. 
That's how. That's what I thought. Now, correct me if I'm wrong again, but y'all just got a brand new head coach who was an offensive coordinator prior to now being the head coach. Mm-hmm. If I was him, and I'm not, but if I was, I would be spending a lot more time with my new head coach trying to understand what philosophies he wants to bring to this team and how my skill set is going to fit within the scheme that he wants to bring in than going on Facebook and talking about all this and all that. I mean, T, it go back to what you said about Cam Newton being in front of the podium. He's got to take his lumps and whatnot. Well, guess what, RG3? you got to take your lumps too. Shut your mouth, get in the off season, spend some time with your new coach, figure out how to get yourself healthy, stay healthy, i.e. slide, go out of bounds, and then take it from there. <laughs> Don't be worrying about Facebook stuff. You know, and and, and 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 first of all, I agree with everything you guys are saying. I think you guys are right on point. I, I think this is it's a maturity thing, you know. And and I I truly believe um, when you're younger, you feel like you have to take every every challenge on, you know, and it's just disrespect and credibility, and, and you have to battle. And when you get a little bit older and you get a little bit more mature, you you stop caring as much and you just kind of know who you are, right? I know who I am. You guys know who you are. And I mean, this is what I bring. This is it. Like me or don't. And I think we see that with a Peyton Manning. We see that with a Tom Brady. And I'll even go so far as to say it. We see it with a couple of the younger guys. We see it with Andrew Luck. We wouldn't see this out of him. You know, we, we, we wouldn't see this out of Russell Wilson or, or Kaepernick, but you get a guy like a Cam Newton or an RG3, and, and they, they, you know, it's just a different reaction. It's a different response. And I will say what I've said from the first time I started talking NFL on a Madden voice, um, shut up. Just shut up. You know, you're, a, you're the leader of that team. You're the franchise, and you had a horrible year. Maybe there's a reason. Maybe your knee was really not 100%. You know, maybe you weren't getting along with your head coach. But the Washington Redskins were abysmal, 3-13 and 13 this year. They were horrible. Okay, they were just lost what, the last 11 games. They were just pathetic. And people are going to criticize you. It's, it comes with the territory. That's why you're making 4 or $5 million a year. You know, go heal, get better. Let me just finish up training, and I'll give you the floor. Go heal, mm-hmm. get better. And, and, and what needs to happen is you want to shut people up. There's one way to do it. It's real simple. It's a three-letter word, starts with a W, ends in an I, and it rhymes with shin. <laughs> and that's how you <laughs> shut people up. It's really, that's it. You, you really think you're going to get on Facebook and shut people up? You really think you're going to get on Twitter and shut people up? It's not going to happen. So let it roll off your back just like duck, like water off a duck's back. And just, hey, fuel to your fire like we said earlier. And, and come back next year and play with a vengeance. Train, floor is yours. I just want to say, man, it's really, you making millions of dollars and you, you want to be flustered about Facebook and Twitter? Dude, my accounts would be shut down immediately. I'd be going about my business. Why would I be concerned about the public opinion of someone who can get a Facebook and Twitter account for free? Who, who, who probably, why would I even respond to that? And I make this kind of money, got this kind of real living, living this kind of life. My accounts would be shut down. Just real talk. Why would I care? 
Yeah, that is a maturity yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, last topic, and then we're going to get on to uh, looking at, we're going to make picks, but we're going to do a little analysis. Anybody out there listening, um, you know, it is me, Commissioner T, a little reset for everybody here. Me, Commissioner T, along with Dr. Train, K-Star, and JB, and uh, we've reviewed the games, talked about the latest NFL news. We've got one more topic, and then we're going to jump right into the two big games. Arguably, the four best teams are left standing. The two big games, Sunday, 3 o'clock on CBS, Patriots at the Broncos. Sunday night, 6.30, uh, Fox, 49ers at the Seahawks. Going to uh, make some analysis and make some predictions. Who is going to the big dance? Who's going to the Super Bowl? If you want to call in, 347-838-9525, Twitter is up. Just go ahead and uh, at the Madden Voice on Twitter um, or hashtag TMV, meaning TMV, the Madden Voice. Uh, Facebook, you can go ahead and log into your Facebook account and just search for the Madden Voice. When you go there, like the page, put a comment on our page, or send us a private message. We've got it all covered. Uh, K-Star, you had actually... Um, uh, I think you noticed that I tweeted about Manziel shutting down his Twitter, and I think you either favored it or retweeted it or whatever. But um, Johnny Manziel has said uh, to, to the Twitter world, goodbye, I'll see you guys in May, uh, pretty much meaning you're not going to hear any more from me till after the draft. Uh, your thoughts on Johnny Manziel and uh, him shutting down his uh, – or not shutting down, but saying goodbye until after the draft on Twitter. I think – there's something to be said that it's quite hilarious that Robert Griffin III can actually learn something from Johnny Menzel. Oh, That's the line of the show, brother. You you may have the line of the show, my brother. Go ahead, man. Keep going. Preach. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> You know, good for Johnny Menzel, though, because the biggest question mark as far as him, what could hurt his draft stock, uh, is his, you know, off-the-field antics, and that includes Twitter. You don't want to expose yourself and make yourself look immature by responding to fan criticism on Twitter or Facebook or anything of the sort. So he's going to remove himself from the equation, keep the public statements uh, to himself, and not, you know, make them public on Twitter or anything like that, and kind of just go to work, which is what, some other quarterbacks should do in the NFL and a lot of other players. So good for Johnny Manziel. This can only help. And I'm sure even just, even this in itself will improve his stock in the draft. Just just by saying, I'm going to step back from Twitter because that already is showing a sign that, hey, it can't be all about me. Sometimes I want to shut my mouth. If that means my Twitter, all right, my social media. That's a good thing. Yeah, I mean, I mean Jay, you, you know, I've, I've, you know, you're a big college football aficionado. Um, you know, do you agree? Is this a good move for Johnny Manziel? And, and why do you think he did? Why do you think he did it? Well, I not only think it's a good move. I think it's a great move. I think it's, it's about time he show a certain level of maturity and show that he's he's not only ready for the NFL from a physicality standpoint, but mentally he's ready for the NFL. And if and if this is that one step towards proving that point, then good for him. Uh, the, the question now really is. Is he going to be true to his word? That's what I'm curious to see because he can say it now, but will we truly see him in May and hear from him then, or is he going to let something slip in between? I'm kind of waiting to see that. I'm not 100% sold, but I, I, I like to think that he would keep his mouth shut all the way until then. 
and I really think, along with with, with K Star, yeah, I think that's going to give him a little bit more of an assistance in his uh, draft stock because that was a big question: Can he keep his mouth shut? Can he keep out of trouble? So you know, we'll see. It is it is to me not a coincidence that Manziel is now being represented by the same PR organization that represents LeBron James. And it is not coincidence to me that that decision was made and within a day of that happening that he decided to um, stay away from Twitter. I think he got good advice somewhere that said Twitter, um, you know, and frankly, I, you know, I, I, I don't have a problem with social media, Twitter, Facebook, but at the same time, um, I don't run social media, and so I know how I take it. I know how I take Twitter and how I take Facebook, but I also know that there's a, there's a whole world of people out there, and people people interpret and take things differently. And so me, I'm nobody, but Johnny Menzel is potentially number one draft pick in the NFL, um, you know, millions of dollars on the line. Twitter and Facebook, that is fucking, heck no, <laughs> heck no. So to me, it is a no-brainer. Uh, bye. I'll see you after the draft, mm-hmm. if ever. <laughs> you if know, ever. I mean, thank you. I see you at the Hall of Fame. I ain't trying to say no. <laughs> Good one, Jim. <Jay. laughs> Seriously, I mean, I mean, I think people. I mean, like I said, social media has its role in society, and I get it. But it, it, but it's not important to me. It's 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 extra. You know, and, you know, and if and if it was taken away and I never had to use it again, I lived most of my life without it. I'd be fine. It's there. I engage in it. Um, but you know, it, 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 I had a situation where something important to me was on the line, and it meant giving up Facebook or giving up Twitter. I'm out. I mean, you know, and I'm not playing. I'm not looking at millions of dollars and you know a, a brand that I could build that could be hundreds of millions of dollars. So. Yeah, I mean, it, to me, it's a no-brainer. I think he, I think he, it was, it was a very smart thing. That's why I put it on the agenda because I did, you know, I, I normally, I, I routinely will beat up on these guys that make these mistakes, but I had to shout out to a guy that actually made a smart move. So good, to, good for him. Um, Show sure enough. Show sure enough. Right. Let's switch gears now. As we approach the home stretch of the Madden Voice three four seven eight three eight nine five two five, and now let's talk. Patriots, Broncos, 49ers, and Seahawks. And as I stated before, no matter how the games end, we have a veteran Hall of Famer going up against a hot up-and-coming young stud, right? One of the, one of the top young quarterbacks going against the all-time greats. That's what we're going to have in this Super Bowl. We've got the New England Patriots and the Denver Broncos, and frankly, uh, you know, I think I, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna pat myself on the back because I've said all year round, even when the Patriots didn't look like they look now, I believe I said, don't sleep on them Patriots. And if there's anything that could take out the Broncos, who at that time people were saying can't be beat, I believe it was Commissioner T, the omniscient one, that said I think the Patriots can do it. And now here they are, and they did do it, and now here they are facing off at each other. And then we have the 49ers who looked a little shaky at some points in the season, but came on strong, and they're going against their rival. Third time's a charm, the Seattle Seahawks. And you couldn't ask for two better games. So let me go, let me, let me go to train first. 
And I want to get your thoughts on Brady versus Manning, Patriots versus Broncos. You can take a minute and where's your pick? I, what do you think your well, pick that's is? That's a lot of background noise, T. I don't know who's coming from. Uh, I don't either. Hey, 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 you guys got some background noise? If you do, cut it out. Okay. Yeah. International. Well, side. Is that you, K Star? Make me. Uh, I'm just sitting in the room, so I hope not. If, right, if, you know, the slightest movement can get can get heard. Just so you just so you guys know. <laughs> I'll find out. All I gotta do is mute people, and then when the sound goes away. Then I'll know who did it. All right, because I, I I I am the man of the keyboard. Okay, go ahead, Train. Who who's your pick? And you could take a, a a minute and say what is it your team needs to do to win this game? Oh well, I'm a man of few words most of the time, so really won't take long. But um, Denver versus Patriots. Um, I'm gonna go with Denver. Um. I think in preparation for this game, to me, uh, Peyton Manning's biggest nemesis is Belichick because he's the one that prepares that defense to go go against him, and he knows how to prepare for Peyton Manning. Uh, but with the way Peyton Manning has been playing, with the chip on his shoulder, uh, with him knowing that you know the end of his end of his career, he can see the light at the end of his tunnel. Um, I think this guy's going to play out his mind. Um, he has a lot of weapons to do so uh, offensively. Uh, defensively for, for for Denver, you know, they're, they're, they're going to have to be opportunistic. But, you know, they got a little favor. You still have partly a part inexperienced Patriots team, but it's still led by Tom Brady. And that's what just makes – that's what makes them tough. You know, they have a they have a very experienced head coach for the playoffs. they got a very experienced quarterback. And they're going to do everything to get those guys ready. But Denver's at home, uh, and I think with the way Manning's playing, I, I, I take Denver in this one. Okay. JB, Patriots at the Broncos. Who's your pick, and what is your pick going to have to do to win this game? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to also have to agree with Train. I think it's going to be the Broncos in this one. I, I think back to the regular season and, Denver should have actually won that game, and, and Brady and company stole it from them. Not to mention, I think it's really difficult, extremely difficult to beat a team two times in a row when you don't play in the same division. And I say that because you look at, with the exception of Cincinnati and the San Diego game, I think San Diego beat Cincinnati in the regular season, but uh, you look at Carolina-San Francisco. Uh, Carolina sneaks one out, San Francisco comes back, beats them pretty soundly. Um, I just think the way that the Broncos are playing, not to mention they're, they're playing at home, and there's something to be said about playing in that altitude. I think that having that number one seed, being at home, staying at home for the whole playoffs, it, 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 it works in, in Denver's favor. And I really think that, that um, it's going to be a close one. I mean, it, it's going to be like field goal or less, but I really do believe that uh, the Broncos are, are going to be playing well enough to win. Okay. K-Star. Patriots at the Broncos. I've been running Broncos all year. For me, they've been in those teams consistently uh, for the better duration of the season of the AFC. Um, I'm not going to waver in that. 
proclamation made earlier this year that I believe it would be in the Super Bowl. Uh, the Patriots are definitely the biggest threat and biggest challenge. I mean, we, you, you pointed out, you know, weeks and weeks earlier that the Patriots would be there as well to face them. Um, but the light's at the end of the tunnel. That just sticks with me. And, yes, Peyton has a chip on his shoulder, but he doesn't want to end this book uh, on his legacy to close without writing the final chapter of going out like a champion. And I feel like that uh, with Peyton Manning, his best season, he saved the best for last. Um, if he goes out there and, and defeats Tom Brady and goes and won, wins the Super Bowl, then he's not going to answer anyone. There won't be any question to answer. He may go down as the greatest. And he knows that that's what's at stake. And with those weapons, I mean, Wes Welker, Demarius, he has all those guys. He has more firepower than Tom Brady and the Patriots have. They have uh, more, you know, offensive weapons than New England does, and defensively they're, they're comparable. Now the difference is the head coach, but Peyton Manning in his own right is a head coach. I mean, yes, Bill Belichick knows how to prepare for Peyton Manning, but Peyton Manning has seen a lot of these Belichick blueprints, these schemes. He knows what to expect. And we saw last time they played, they couldn't have stopped Broncos' run game. So I want to tell you something, the the winds, I don't expect them to be 20 to 30 miles an hour like they were at New England. Oh, Peyton Manning will be able, to throw, be able to throw that football to the Marys Thomas outside and down the field. So, for me, I like Denver at home. Um, and for Peyton Manning to play the best game that he's played this whole uh, uh, season to date, I like the Broncos. So we've got Denver, Denver, and Denver, and now we're come to Commissioner T, the omniscient one, and who's my pick? Um, let me tell you all a little story. Uh, many years ago, the New England Patriots were uh, discussing moving to Hartford, Connecticut, or Greater yeah, Hartford. You really over there. Boy, now you're going to make me grip my teeth, boy. <laughs> and... Um, we had a governor named John Rowland at the time, John Rowland from Waterbury, Connecticut, who's now is on the radio, who actually went to jail for um, some issues. Nice way to put it. Yeah, uh, you know, because this is not a political talk radio show, so I won't go there. But um, and and I didn't and and any any just 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 in all fairness, um, I, I said he's from Waterbury, Connecticut. It's not the casting aspersions on Waterbury, Connecticut. Just stating the fact. Um, but. Uh, the Patriots were moving to Connecticut, and they were down here, um, they, uh, and Roland was really pretty much selling the farm to get Kraft and his organization down here, and um, deals were made, agreements were made, and um, there was a site picked for the stadium, which later became Rentschler Field, but that was the site that the Patriots stadium was going to be on. Um, it's Rentschler Field now where the UConn Huskies play. Um, and I worked for a nonprofit organization that had a factory, and we were trying to get the contract to do the lockers, to manufacture the lockers for the stadium. And I was told that Bob Kraft was coming to our office to see our facility um, and, you know, kind of pick things up and look, look presentable. Not that we didn't look presentable, but, you know, step it up a bit. I wore Patriots colors that day. I wore a suit, which was not unusual for me to wear a suit because I can. But um, I wore Patriots colors, including a scarf that I had gotten at a Secret Santa. Someone had given me a Patriots scarf for a Secret Santa um, at work because the lady knew I was a football fan, but 
for some reason, didn't know I was a Cowboy fan. How? I don't know. She gave me a Patriot scarf. I never wore that Patriot scarf in my life. I ended up giving it away. But I wore it that one day because I wanted our company to get that contract. I met Bob Kraft. He came in our office, and they toured around, and, and they brought him over to me and said, hey, you know, we want you to meet Terry. He's a huge football fan. And he saw my scarf, and he said, oh, you're wearing our colors. And I said, yeah, I'm a huge fan. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Choked on those words. But I would do any. I'm a loyal guy. I, I think you guys have gotten to know me. Jay certainly knows me better than most people do. And you guys know me. I'm loyal. I'm loyal to the end. And I was loyal to my company. I was loyal to the city of Hartford. I was loyal to, you know, wanting to help the state of Connecticut get that contract, do whatever I could. Even to the point where I put my cowboy loyalty to the side and pretended to be a New England Patriot fan for a day. And the rest is history, because uh, Massachusetts gave them a deal, and uh, it turned out that Kraft really never had any intentions on coming to Connecticut and uh, used us to get what he wanted, and he got what he wanted. And I carried that anger around for a long time, because this man made me uh, uh, ditch my loyalty to the Dallas Cowboys. You don't do that. Carry that loyalty around, uh, that hatred for the Patriots around for many years. Couldn't stand them. And I watched as uh, Brady continued year after year to win 10, 11 games, win the division, go to the playoffs, sometimes make it to the Super Bowl, sometimes win, sometimes lose, um, and, and, and did not like that team at all, but grew to respect that team, the dynasty that they have created under Brady and Belichick. It is, it is in my opinion, um, unprecedented. As a matter of fact, the only two teams that can compare uh, are the Steelers from the 70s and the Niners of the 80s. When you look at wins over a sustained period of time, those are the only two teams that can compare to the Patriots. That said, as much as it pains me to say this, I don't think that Peyton Manning and John Fox are going to outcoach and outplay Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Those guys just have something. And as much as I would not be upset at being here in New England, I'm not a Patriot fan, and I would not be upset for a second to see them lose. If you're asking me who I'm picking and who I think is going to win the game, I honestly think that when you get to this level of game, that other than Joe Montana, the only other guy that I would put my money on is Tom Brady in this game. He's it. There's just something about Tom Brady in the conference championship game, and I think that we're going to see it. I'm not saying Peyton's not going to play well. I'm not saying that he's not going to come to play. I firmly believe that Peyton Manning's going to come to play. But do you guys realize that the, the Patriots beat the Colts in a divisional game by three touchdowns, and Tom Brady did not throw one touchdown? I, I, I mean, just to, just to say that out loud, 43 points. You won by three touchdowns, and your Hall of Fame quarterback, who before this year had the record for touchdowns in a season at 50, 
didn't throw one touchdown in this game. Blunt and Vereen, or not Vereen, Ridley. And now you still know that Peyton Manning can go back out there and throw for, um, I'm sorry, Tom Brady can throw for 350, 400 yards, Edelman and, and Amendola. And we may not have the weapons that Denver has, but Bill Belichick, to me, is, is the difference here. He's been there over and over and over again. And, yeah, Peyton's seen, seen it, but Bill Belichick knows what he's shown Peyton. I just I gotta go with the Patriots on this one, guys. I just I have to, and I I I I I know that there might be some fans that might think, wait a minute, this guy's been talking about Peyton Manning and arguing with saying about Peyton Manning. I mean everything. I mean at all. I, everything I've said about Peyton Manning, I still believe, and I think Peyton Manning's gonna have a great game. And 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 this isn't like a blowout. Like I said, the Broncos would blow out the Chargers, and I, I, you know, for three quarters, I was sitting over there high-fiving myself, and the game should have been 31-none, frankly, but I was high-fiving myself, and then the fourth quarter came, and okay, I was wrong. Um, this will not be a blowout either way, but I think when we're going down in the fourth quarter and someone's got to make a play and, and a coach has to make a call, my money's on the Patriots, that Brady's going to make that play, and that Belichick is going to make that right call down the stretch, and they're going to just do a little bit more like a 38-35 or a 41-38 kind of game. That's, that's what I'm seeing. But it's going to be a great game. It's going to be a classic. It's going to be a classic. Could be better than the Super Bowl. That's how good this game's going to be. All right. So. Uh, Oh, it's gonna be a heck of a game, heck of a game. And before we do the last game, what do you guys, you guys, uh, any, any, you know, I know we'll talk Super Bowl over the next couple of weeks. So, um, but you know, do you guys do anything special for the conference championship games? Train anything special or, yeah? No, not really. I'm new to California, so probably okay. sitting at home watching the game. Right. Hurry up, right. to get from church. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, JB, anything special or? Negro, I'm too broke to do anything. I'm gonna be right at my house. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! <laughs> Making sure that cable bill paid and everything. <laughs> uh, at least you're keeping it real. Uh, K Star, anything yeah, special yeah. for uh, these two great games? Uh, no plans other than only in front of a TV somewhere. I might go out to a bar for the game. I don't know. I might want to. I might take up the atmosphere game atmosphere and go out or do, and do something for it. If not, then, you know, I got a nice size TV that I can just watch from home. Yeah, same with me. I, I, I had no big plans either. Either I'll be sitting home with my big screen and my food or I may, you know, um, hit up the local sports bar. I haven't quite decided. More than likely, I'll be home watching the game and tweeting and texting and just enjoying enjoying the game. So, um, um, I, I, I have a great relationships with the local sports bar, Sliders, in Plainville, and I so want to do a live Madden voice there. Um, and I'm trying to coordinate how to make that happen, so I'll keep everybody uh, um, posted on that. But um, um, they're, they're all for it, so we're just trying to figure out how to make that happen and, you know, logistically how to do that. And, and frankly, it may not even happen until next season, but it's something that we are talking about. So, all right, last game. That'd be um, real cool. That'd be real cool. I'm, I was not in a spot being – from the area, of course. So if you can make that happen, bro, I tip my cat. That would be awesome. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate the kind words. And, oh, yeah, I mean, I, there's a lot of things in the works for this show. 
Um, but that's that's something that I've actually talked to them about, and it's just being an internet-based show. How do we make it happen? And um, do I use you know? Is this a lot of logistics because we're live, and I don't want to lose signal, and you know, so and and how do we get mm-hmm. their their, their uh, a day when they're participant, you know, their their people are there. How do we bring them into the show, and how do we do that? Do I have them right there talking, or do I have them calling in from their cells? And, you know, so just working out the logistics. But oh, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen, and I think it's gonna be an, add an exciting dimension. And if that goes well, then who knows? Then maybe maybe we talk exactly. about taking this on the road, you know, and then you know maybe you know we 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 expand uh, how we how we do the show. Um, and, 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 you know, we, we've got uh, different parts of the country covered, so maybe this is something that can become how we do what we do. Um, but anyway, um, uh, 49ers at the Seahawks, another great game. We anticipate a great game. And um, I think if I were to weigh out what's going on out there in, in football land, I think Patriots-Broncos is kind of a pick em game. Um, I think you'll find just as many people thinking Patriots because they're home and picking, I mean, I'm sorry, the Broncos because they're home or picking the Patriots because, you know, Manning uh, is, is four and 10 against Brady. And so I, I think in my opinion, based on what I'm seeing and hearing, that one's a pick em game, you know, um, but 49ers Seahawks isn't uh, the conventional wisdom is going with the Seahawks at home. Um, so I want to hear what you guys think versus conventional wisdom. And I'm going to start again with train 49ers at the Seahawks who wins and why. And, you know, I told over this one for a couple of days, I went back and forth and back and forth. You know what? I think I'm just going to settle on the 49ers. I know the Seahawks are at home and I know they are very difficult to be at home. But when, if I take these two teams, and I put them anywhere else in the NFL to play, any other country other than their home or Seahawks other than the, the Niners candlestick or the Seahawks stadium, the 49ers, to me, have the better all-around team. I give, I give the defensive edge to Seattle. I think they are a little bit more physical, but the 49ers' defense is also physical, and it's also good. Uh, offensively, see, uh, the 49ers have more weapons, and I think they have a better offense. When I see Russell Wilson, and I actually watch the game, and maybe you guys know this, maybe not, but I really wait. I really think Russell Wilson waits wait until the play breaks down and before he throws the ball. He doesn't drop back and sling it. He waits until the rush is just about there, rolls out left, rolls out right, step up, because he's better when he's on the move. And then he makes a play. And it looks like, good grief, no one can get to this dude. But I think you have a defense that can close him off, that can keep him from stepping up, that can keep him from getting outside the pocket. And the 49ers have that. And they can also be just as physical as Seattle. I like the 49ers in this one. All right. That's a courageous pick, Train. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. Yeah, bro. I'm Plus, proud of you, man. Lastly, they know what it takes to get to the Super Bowl. Mm. They did it last season. Mm. They don't want to take defeat. It's all or nothing for them this year. Mm. So they need to get back. Now I'm done. All right. All right. Uh, Brother Jay, JB. 
Yeah, I'm going to have to say the same thing because what Train just said at the very end was really where I was going and picking the 49ers. They've got the experience. They've been, this is the third NFC championship that they're going to. And that, that the way they lost in the Super Bowl, I know it's still staying underneath the surface. I mean, come on now. Any competitor is still feeling that one. They want to get back there and, and hold up that trophy. And another thing, I know I missed the beginning of the show. I apologize for that. And maybe I'm in the minority with this, but the way the Seahawks played against the Saints, I really wasn't all that impressed with what I saw. I just wasn't. It seemed like a team that it was really the Saints losing more than it was the Seahawks winning. And when I saw the 49ers play against Carolina last week, they just seemed to have more physicality. They wanted it more. They understood what needed to be done. They knew what the task was at hand to get the job done. And I think they're going to take that and that momentum and that experience and carry on into uh, this game coming up on Sunday. Now, in my opinion, it should be a pick because this is going to be just as close as the, the, the Pats and, and, and the Broncos, yeah. in my opinion. But I think that to get that bad taste out of their mouth and the role that they're on right now and the fact that I wasn't all that impressed with what I saw from, from the Seahawks overall, I'm, I'm going to say the 49ers in a, in a real close one, and it's going to be a slobber knocker too. I can't wait. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Guys are shocking me here. Um, K-Star, I, I mean, are you going to make this three for three, or are you? Uh, where are you at with this one? Slobber knocker. <laughs> Good old JR, Jim Ross over there. Well, let me be the king and let me be uh, play, you know, get on the other side here. I like Seattle. Now, here's the thing I look at. While – uh, Colin Kaepernick did not have Michael Crabtree at Seattle previously when they got blown out. fact of the matter is, Colin Kaepernick is what? I think we all agree he's been mostly inconsistent this season. He's going up against the best pass defense only in the NFL and the hardest thing to play. Train, you're right. If they're playing anywhere else, you know, on a neutral field, that'd be one thing. But they're playing at Seattle because Seattle was the best team in the NFC and destroyed them earlier at home. Uh, this season, and it was consistently better throughout the year. Now, when I look at the two, I look at the two quarterbacks, and to me, I simply see Russell Wilson being a game, a better game manager here, which is what he'll need to be, than Colin Kaepernick. I trust Russell Wilson far more than do Colin Kaepernick, especially against the caliber of defense that uh, Colin Kaepernick is going up against. Now, Russell is going up against a very tough uh, pass defense and run defense, just defense in general as well. But again, him and Marshawn Lynch, I think that, you know, Russell Wilson will get those third downs, will play it safe, will get his runs, um, but will be careful and judicious with the football, whereas I believe Colin Kaepernick is going to make that mistake. And because of that, I like Seattle to go to the Super Bowl. Very interesting, mm. gentlemen. Very interesting. I, I, am, I am just honored and lucky to have three great football minds on the Madden Voice with me. I got to tell you guys, I, I completely appreciate your perspectives on these games because um, there are times when, and particularly K-Star in particular, will come up with something out of left field that has no basis in reality and irritate the heck out of me. But um, 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 all, all of your picks are sound and for sound reasons, and I respect and appreciate that. So uh, kudos, not that you need it from me, but I'm giving it to you anyway. Um, and I am very surprised that two out of three of you have gone with the 49ers. I, I really am. Um, and, and, and I'm going to make it three out of four. And here's why. Um, I am not impressed with Russell Wilson overall. 
Um, and, and, you know, I even, I, you know, the term game manager to me, uh, I, I can't, I, I think I'm staying away from that term because I don't know what the game plan is because I'm not in the huddle. I'm not in the pregame meetings. I'm not in, you know what I mean? So you call someone a game manager, but could that have been the plan to be conservative, to go with a, a, a short passes and a running game? And, you know, you, you, we just don't know. So I just, I, I'm starting to really hate the term game manager. I, I just hate it. But, um, Seattle, best defense in the NFL, period, okay? Uh, Marshawn Lynch, the most aggressive running back, physical running back in the NFL, period. I can't say the best because a healthy Adrian Peterson, to me, I'm going to take over him, and probably a healthy LaShawn McCoy, I'm going to take over beast mode, but he's in the top five just, just, just by pure, pure determination and physicality. But – when we go down the stretch, I'm going to completely disagree with K-Star. I got more money that Kaepernick's going to make a play with his arms or his legs than Russell Wilson will. And I think that, to me, is going to be – that was missing in their first game. When, when Kaepernick has struggled, it has been when he has went away from scrambling, went away from the read option. When he, when he has brought back the read option, brought back the ability to scramble – um, that San Francisco is a different team. There was a string of games where we didn't see much of that. I don't know why. You know, I, I don't know if that was the game plan. I, I, we don't know. I just know we didn't see it. Well, we're seeing that again. And we know Wilson can scramble too, but, I, but he, no, no one in the NFL can scramble like Kaepernick right now. He is the, he is the top dog in that category, along with having Crabtree, Vernon Davis, and Quan Bolden. Frank Gore is no slouch as a running back either. He's not I, – I, I think he is – he's not quite Marshawn Lynch, but he's, he's physical and aggressive and can get it done too. And I think San Francisco's defense has gotten back to where it used to be. For a while there, they weren't looking like San Francisco. We knew I think they're back to being that physical, aggressive defense. I don't think they're quite as good as Seattle, but I think San Francisco's offense – is going to be better than against Seattle's defense than Seattle's offense is going to be against San Francisco's defense. And we talk coaches. Man, that's a tough one for me because these guys got a lot of history. So I got to go back to kind of what Jay said, and or maybe Train said it. Uh, um, San Francisco was just there a year ago, and Harbaugh was just there. They just did this journey. And there's got to be a little sense of we've done this before, we didn't get it done, and now you know we, we went to the big game and didn't get it done, and now we have a chance to go back. And there's some demons they have to exercise because the last time they went to Seattle, they got mollywopped. And I'll tell you, there aren't a lot of people that are picking them to go to Seattle and win. Um, so I, I, I am going to go, and i got to tell you guys, I was going I, for pretty much – up to about four hours ago, I was going to Seattle because I just think their defense is so good. I just couldn't see. But Russell Wilson just hasn't done enough for me to think that he can win this game if, if they need him to. And that's, that, to me, is a difference. Kaepernick can win this game if they need him to. Russell Wilson hasn't shown – not saying he can't, but he hasn't shown me that he can just yet. And that, to me, could be the difference going deep into the fourth quarter. So I, I, I gotta go with I gotta go to Forty ers to get back to the Super Bowl against the Patriots. That's that's where I'm at. Um, and so what's interesting is 
Uh, JB and Train have the same pick, Denver and the 49ers. And me and K-Star completely disagree on both games. <laughs> uh, That's normal. That sounds about yeah, right. Yeah, that's about right. I'll make, I'll make for a good show next week. Because um, one of us ain't, call, one of us ain't, ain't, uh, ain't, ain't calling in, right? Well, the fact of the matter is, I think that's, I, I think it's awesome. I'm glad that you're taking the pro Kaepernick stance. I'm taking the pro Wilson. But moreover, I'm, just, I think there'll be bad Kaepernick. You think there'll be bad Wilson? You haven't seen enough. So I like the fact that not only are we picking the different teams here, but we're doing it for completely different reasons and opposite reasons. Because we, uh, you know, listen, I got the Russell Wilson trunks on. You got the Kaepernick jersey. We'll see what it is, but I feel good about it. Well, you, you, I can't expect you to go for Kaepernick after he outdid your boy in his own stadium. I mean, that wouldn't be case. Oh, <laughs> <I'm not. laughs> you know, I mean, I mean, you know, and yeah, he was saying, "Hey, man, you know, I, you went at number one, I went at thirty-six, and I'm letting you know, maybe you shouldn't have gone at one, and maybe I should have been at one." I mean, you know, yeah, I, I do believe there was some shots fired. Um, you know, hey, but you know, the beauty about this is, is. While we hate that our teams ain't playing, at least emotionally, we don't have the emotional investment of having to, you know, the Cowboys or the Bears or the Steelers to be playing because that, that, that takes it to a whole nother level. You know, and, 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 yeah. man, can you just imagine if this was uh, the Cowboys against the Bears in the conference championship game? Oh, my, oh my God. God. <laughs> That's all right. I like to imagine that. I can do that. <laughs> You know, or we got the Steelers going against the the Colts or something in the conference championship game or something like that. You know, I, I ah man, I tell you, I, we ever have to face each other in the Super Bowl or in the, the conference championship, our ratings should just like be insane. People should just be. We just have people from Mars wanting to dial in and get into the show to hear us. <laughs> Seriously, it'll, it'll just be it'll just be insane. Um, all right, we have our picks. Um, and, and, you know, we are ready for great football this weekend. Uh, let me just swing through one last time, guys. Uh, uh, let me uh, go backwards and start with JB. Any final thoughts or last words? Uh, whatever y'all do, be safe, obviously, watching the game. Uh, and then my last words, just like, like Grandpa will always say, our, our beloved uh, granddad, hate to skin you, but I need you high. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. All right. Uh, uh, K-Star, last words. You know, we are blessed to have these, uh, these matchups because no matter what, no matter who wins these games, we're going to have a really great school matchup, and that's, to me, the most exciting thing. Uh, and yeah, we're going to sit back and watch these two great games and these four great teams go to war, and we'll see who's the best. But I think Colin Kaepernick is going to turn to Colin Kaepernick pick after this weekend. I, I don't believe in that man at all. So we'll see if I'm right. I'm looking forward to uh, engaging with you on Twitter as well, see, as I'm sure we will. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I think that's a nice added dimension. Um, Dr. Train, final thoughts. Well, uh, first, T, I do want to say, man, thank you for pouring out the love to, you know what I'm saying, your co-host, man. You do. You make us feel quite welcome. Uh, so we do our best to prepare. Uh, secondly, you know, none of our teams are in, but yeah, it does feel good to still have 
two very good games to look forward to, regardless of your team sitting home. I'm so over Chicago not making it to the playoffs at, the, at this point because both the conference championships and the Super Bowl are going to be great to watch, regardless of who wins this week. This week. It's going to be fun to watch. Mm. Mm. I agree. Um, well, the love is easy because it's, it's it, you guys make this fun for me. Um, uh, you know, I did this for a while on my own, and now, you know, I went and got Dr. Train, and then I went and, uh, you know, uh, got K-Star, and, um, and uh, you know, now my, now my brother is blessing us with uh, visits. And, uh, uh, you know, my final thoughts are, I have a few final thoughts. First final thought is, I want to, I want to, I want to, I meant to mention this earlier to K-Star. You know, K-Star, you have a, a nice following on Facebook. you got a nice group of people that you talk football with, and you have every right to talk football on your own Facebook page. So don't mistake my comments because it's your Facebook page. But, any, but, but anything that you can do with that great conversations that you have to gear it back towards the show would be appreciated. You had a great thread about, um, you know, Demarius Thomas being the second best wide receiver in the NFL after Calvin Johnson, which I think is a great topic of conversation, um, and it is great. And I, I only ask is that when you get something like that where people are interested and have opinions, man, and you know we got a show coming up in a day or two, man, throw in a little plug and say, hey, let's continue this on the Madden voice in the next day or two, you know, because it was it was good stuff. You know, people had differing opinions. Um, so just, just keep that in mind and, and, and ease off on the cowboy hate, man. I read, I read your thread, man. You know, cowboy fans, back off on the cowboy hate. Yeah, but that's okay. That's where it should be. That's fair. Dez, yeah. Dez yeah, is in that conversation. It. He's in, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, and, and, you know, and, and so, so, but anyway, I think, uh, you guys are doing a great job. So I just want to say, um, secondly, um, Blurberry fans, thank you for tuning in. If you did, if you didn't, um, then you won't hear me say this, so it don't matter. But if you did, thank you for tuning in and tell your friends about it. Appreciate it. Um, we have things planned. I just disclosed one of them, which is doing a live remote show from a sports bar. That's coming. That, that's, that's going to happen. Um, I am also looking at live streaming. Um, Will it matter? Will it make the show more interesting? I don't know, but um, I'm willing to give it a try, and I'm, I am trying to negotiate um, that as we speak. So I'm, I'm not saying it's going to happen, um, but I'm, work, I'm hoping that I'll be able to stream live. And, and pretty much all that means is you'll get to actually see me um, live as I'm doing the Madden voice. So, um, you know, I don't know if that's um, good or bad, you know, if you, if you think I'm a handsome guy, then that's great. And if you think I'm not very handsome, then you probably don't want to look at me. Um, but it's something I want to try. So, and, and there's several other things that I will be looking at for the Madden voice. Just want to expand it, make it bigger, make it better. Um, I am working on trying to get, um, I have a connection to a member of the Denver Broncos, a player, and I am trying desperately to see if I can get him on the show um, at, some, at some point. Uh, it would have been great to get him on tonight, but I, just, I couldn't make it happen. Um, it is possible that if I can set something up that I'll come back on and do another show and just bring him on. Um, and if for some reason Denver actually wins, then I've got two weeks to figure out a way to try to get him on. I, I don't know that it's going to happen because – 
not easy to get players um, at this time of the year, but I'm trying, and that's all I can tell you guys. I'm not going to say who it is, but uh, it, is, is a, it, is a, it is a good player as a starter, and I'm trying to see if I can get him on um, at any point in time. Um, Jay, do you know the connection? Because it's a family connection. I had a feeling it would be. Um, Don't say the name, but you know who it is, right? I have to got- go back and check it. Say what? All right. Check the Broncos yeah, I- lineup. You'll see. You'll recognize the name. Yeah, if I go through the lineup, it'll it'll yeah, hit me. The name will jump right out at you. Absolutely. I, so. I kind of have a feeling, but um, yeah, yeah, I'll check. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, and last but not least, uh, I hope everybody enjoys the games this weekend. Two great games are down to well, four games if you count the Pro Bowl. Three games left in the NFL, and then we're done. And then I don't know what I'm going to do with my weekends because I'm not really ready for basketball. Um, well, I'll probably catch the Olympics. That'll be coming up soon, so I won't mind watching that. But good, 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 good. We're almost done. So for Dr. Train, for K-Star, for JB, for Saint, who joined us earlier, and for all you listeners out there, um, we appreciate it. And just one last thing. Just before I sign off, I do want to give – I do want to give this professional wrestler a shout-out. Y'all know who he is. Hold on, hold on. All right, not the best version of that song. That's the theme to The Ultimate Warrior. The Ultimate Warrior is going to be in the Hall of Fame. One of my all-time favorite wrestlers. Yeah, I'm corny like that. I like wrestling. I already muted you guys. So if you guys are commenting on it, it's too bad because I already muted you. But Ultimate Warrior is going to be in the Hall of Fame, and I love The Ultimate Warrior. But anyway, okay, that said, yeah, I'm a nut, and I have every right to be. Thank you all for tuning in. I appreciate the loyalty. Appreciate the love. Commissioner T loves everybody. I appreciate all the loyalty from all the fans. The show's been doing well. I appreciate it. Um, we will see you um, next Tuesday night here on the Madden Voice and uh, to uh, 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 Sunday. <laughs> um, the games will be played, and like on the Madden Voice, those feuds will be settled on the field. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>